Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This. is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international (laughs) depression. Bitch, you got coronavirus. Everybody that you shot at that night, you intended to kill, correct? I didn't intend to kill them. I intended to. I intended to stop the people who were attacking me by killing them. If you're going to help people, why would you expect anyone would try and hurt you? I don't know. Somebody did try to hurt me, and I was helping people. When you would hang out at, with Dominic Black, you'd play Call of Duty and other first-person shooter video games. Sometimes. Your username on TikTok was Four Doors More Whores. Yes. You have previously indicated that you wished you had your AR-15 to protect someone's property, correct? You know very well that an attorney can't go into these areas when the judge has already ruled. It was before the Don't princess get brazen with me. Well, let's hope for one o'clock. Hope the Asian food isn't coming, isn't on one of those boats in Long, uh, Long Beach Harbor. <laughs> You are fake dude. Let's go, Brandon. Very fake dude. You want the boogaloo? Because that's how you get the boogaloo, okay, folks? I will eat your ass! I'll do it! That was four days ago, five days ago. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations (laughs) to both of you. You're awesome. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show, frankly. The best you can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Well, our old friend Sticks stopped by this week to catch up, and it was good to talk to him again. And uh, we will play that interview for you in the back half of the show. But before then, the jury deliberation is just about underway. Tomorrow we will get the final arguments and jury instruction in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. And the prosecution's last Hail Mary is a blurry image that they say claim they claim uh, shows Kyle pointed his gun uh, at the Zeminskis, at, at people who were hanging out near Joseph Rosenbaum, the guy who shot the gun as Kyle was running away. Kyle pointed his rifle at him, provoking <sighs> the entire sequence of attacks that followed, except the image doesn't show that even if you think the two pixels it shows nothing okay <laughs> it's worthless there's additional evidence that confirms that is not what happened we'll go through that meanwhile inflation continues at a record pace so does people quitting their jobs but don't you worry because that just means that the people quitting are going to get awesome new high-paying jobs that can totally afford all of the inflation that's we're supposed to believe that's the spin we'll check that out we do have hoax hate before we get out of here tonight and the movie review is short circuit so stick around for that (laughs) 
Do you know what time I remembered I had to watch this? I would say no more than 90 minutes ago because it's a 90 minute movie. <laughs> 3 p.m. I was like, fuck, I have to watch Short Circuit. Ugh. Well, um, I would like to claim that our show has a more organized structure in its production, but. I just know. keep forgetting if I don't watch it on like Monday, it's it's going to be a Sunday. A Usually Sunday watch Thursday is my movie day, but not always. Oh, yeah. But that gives me a little cushion. Anyway, we will uh, catch up with Short Circuit before the end of the show and we'll catch up with your super chats in between topics as well 10 bucks and up on the sunday show because of course we are no good low down money grabbers we'll get to as many as we can before 11 30 p.m eastern and it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material remember you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website that is matt christensen media The show store is up and running. We have shirts, we have hats, we have mugs, we have it all. Plus, we also have great offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Sonoran Defense Technologies. If If you've listened to the show for a little while, you know that Sonoran Defense does the absolute best custom Glock work around their laser stippling. Not only makes for an eye catcher at the range, but the grip feels incredible in your hand too. Their laser work is totally customizable. So whether you'd like to uh, spruce up a uh, an old gun that you might have around your safe, or you'd like to build a new eye catcher to take to the range, Sonoran can uh, take care of that for you. And Sonoran also does custom graphic laser work on AR and AK magazines as well, from highly detailed artistry to whatever your favorite meme is. But These days, with the gun and ammo market the way it is, you might like to know that Sonoran's custom laser work isn't just for Glocks or for guns. They can laser engrave all sorts of items, from knives to drinkware and more. They even laser engraved this show's artwork onto the very PC I use to stream the show. So whatever your custom laser engraving needs may be, check out our friends at Sonoran Defense. That's at SonoranDefense.com. Plus, you can follow them on Instagram at SonoranDefense for secret designs you won't see anywhere else. Sonoran offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products and services using promo code G's. That's J-E-E-Z for 10% off with Sonoran Defense. You can find everything you need from Sonoran Defense, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Charity Swipes, Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and more at MattChristensenMedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. There was also a meetup in Austin over the weekend and it was a meetup as in barbecue as in M E A T up meetup. And it looks like <laughs> it was pretty well attended. I can't actually tell who's attending and who's not. There's a guy in like a teal green all the way down there looking at the camera. So I think there were quite a few people at this one. The long table. Uh, do you, do you have the obligatory beard assessment? You have at least two bearded yeah, gentlemen. I, I see Two bearded gentlemen growing good beards, and then somebody that's on the left that's flirting with a beard. <laughs> you hear that? Get He's it thinking together, about dude. it. It's it's uh, no shave November, so he looks about about two weeks in. All okay. right. He's coming around the bend. Beard assessment, excellent. I see some broads. That's good. Yeah. And that one guy looks hella tall, so look at that. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad to see you guys had a, a good meetup. If you would like to find... Uh, fellow listeners in your area. Remember, you can find information on that on the community page of the website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com slash community. And perhaps you can find some new friends. Uh, Hopping into the news, we do have some updates from the set of Rust. 
It continues to get more dramatic. And Hannah Gutierrez, the armorer, had previously her lawyers had said, as we touched on last week, this was sabotage. Someone intentionally just tossed a live round into the blanks or the dummy rounds, whatever they were using. And they did this to damage the set because they were pissed off about the working conditions or whatever else. Right, right. So the lawyer said, we're convinced this was sabotage and Hannah is being framed we believe that the scene was tampered with as well before the police arrived. So it's not just allegations that these were planted, but also that things were moved around after the shooting. The whole thing is preposterous. Um, we're asking for a full and complete investigation of all the facts, including the live rounds themselves, how they ended up in the dummies box and who put them in there. What do you think is their M.O. here? What what are they trying well, I have no idea when they when they did that interview last week and said it was it was sabotage. They got a little bit of pushback on it and they couldn't really explain who or why would want to do the sabotage other than people were mad at working conditions. Now they've moved beyond just sabotage to specifically an effort to go after Hannah herself huh. with this sabotage effort and or frame her as responsible. Yet, as far as I can tell, they're not providing any additional evidence. Any additional to that evidence. Effect. Yeah, I, it's a it's a baffling sequence of events I, I don't know why anybody would believe this to be true um i guess we'll we'll see but you know if you hate somebody wouldn't you set it up so that she was the one getting killed <laughs> they wanted why, why to doom do her to a fate worse than death which is feeling responsible for the death of another i don't it's all some there's some mm. nefarious plot uh, that at is work some here we're pretty high level collateral damage right there uh, yeah yeah apparently and now there's a lawsuit. It, it, this is also somewhat of a bad look for Alec Baldwin. Not that it was a good look previously, but there's some additional information in a lawsuit that just came out that suggests maybe Alec has some responsibility beyond what we already knew. The first lawsuit has been filed, and this is from the head of lighting on the set. And he has filed a lawsuit alleging negligence that's caused him severe emotional distress that will haunt him forever. And he says, I didn't hear this previously, but he says the bullet that killed Helena Hutchins and wounded Joel Souza narrowly missed him. I'm not sure what that means, but speaking of collateral damage, perhaps it could have been three harmed in this. Hmm. That's what he's claiming, at least. The lawsuit does name two dozen defendants, including Baldwin, David Halls, who was the assistant director who handed Baldwin the gun, and Hannah Gutierrez, the armorer. Notably, though, the suit says, at least according to the AP's reporting here, the suit says the scene they were working on at the time of the shooting did not call for Baldwin to fire the gun at all, only point it. And as far as I've heard from Alec Baldwin, he has not said whether he intended to pull the trigger or pulled it accidentally, at least from what I've heard. Ah, but so it, this thing of him uh, drawing in between shots is false. It, it would appear that is not true or at least that's uh, not if he was doing that that's not what the scene called for maybe I he said did that, that a lot to a lot of people and on several streams so but that I, was uh, that was reported and or rumored right that's that's what yeah. was originally said it's possible that he did that the point is that the scene did not call for that interesting and if there was no reason at least in the script or the scene for him to be pulling the trigger that's another area of possible fault for baldwin again this is just alleged this is not investigators confirming that's what happened this is according to the lawsuit filed by the lighting guy so make uh, make of that what you will meanwhile uh ed durr officially new jersey state senator ed durr we brought you his unlikely story last week uh, he's a trucker in new jersey who 
took on the New Jersey uh, State Senate President Steve Sweeney and won, allegedly, or, or at least reportedly, only using 150 bucks to buy donuts for his volunteers and his own feet to walk around and talk to people. Last we left the story, Steve Sweeney, that incumbent Democrat president of the New Jersey State Senate, was refusing to concede, in part citing some 12,000 mail-in votes still outstanding. Well, this week, Sweeney has officially conceded. And Ed Durr says the two had a cordial conversation by phone. Ed says that he told Sweeney to call him if he needs anything because, you know, Durr is your senator now. <laughs> Have you talked to Sweeney since you dethroned him? Yes, yes. We, we had a uh, phone conversation yesterday after he had given his uh, press conference to the media and he congratulated me. You know, and like I told him, I said, you know, if he ever needed anything, just give me a call, you know, because I'm, I'm his representative now. That's so great. Congratulations, Mr. Durr. You love to see it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Steve Bannon was indicted. We talked about him being held in contempt of Congress. Was it last week or the week prior? Now he's officially indicted by a grand jury. So it appears the Justice Department is indeed pursuing this matter. What's the update? Yeah, this is from uh, Merrick Garfinkel. Since my first day in office, I've promised Justice Department employees that together we would show the American people by word and deed that the department adheres to the rule of law, follows the facts and the law and pursues equal justice under the law. Today's charges reflect the department's steadfast commitment to these principles. Man, is this a grudge or what? Hmm. Um, but Steve Bannon indicted, I think on Friday, by a federal grand jury on two counts of contempt of Congress stemming from his failure to comply with a subpoena about January 6th and um, and then he also refused to produce documents. I think that I watched a Viva Fry video about this today and he thinks that Merrick Garland just did this because he knew that Bannon was going to do, to refuse these things. He thinks it's 100 percent a grudge that this is a ridiculous. The whole the, all the accusations are ridiculous and unfounded. So we'll see what happens. Generally, people don't get in that much trouble for being in contempt, but he is facing a year in jail. What time is the live raid on CNN? Is, have they yeah, announced that yet? Yeah, for real. Not yet. It's coming? We'll okay. see. It's, I'm sure it's coming. We'll see. We'll see. Keep your eyes Oh, peeled. an arraignment date hasn't been set either. So, Well, when that video finally does drop and they kick down Steve Bannon's door live on YouTube it? for you to watch, you don't get to dislike it, or at least odds are you. <laughs> I should. Let me be correct. Let me be as fair to Susan as possible. You can dislike it. It's just your dislike <laughs> will not be publicly viewable. But likes will? Yes. How bizarre. So, point is, get your YouTube dislikes in while you can. Hey, if you if you want to dislike this stream for the hell of it, I don't give a rat's ass. Go ahead and do it. Uh, because Susan is taking them away. It's kind of an act of uh, civil disobedience at this point. In a blog post on Wednesday... YouTube announced it will remove dislikes from public view. As I mentioned, you can still dislike a video um, by default, at least under the default settings. But only the account posting the video will be able to see the dislike count behind the scenes. YouTube says that after experimenting with this approach on certain accounts, uh, they have learned that because the count was not viewable to viewer or not visible to viewers, we found that viewers were less likely to target a video's dislike button to drive up the count. What does it mean to target a video with a dislike versus just not liking the video and submitting your vote? They don't really. Yeah, explain. when you like a video, are you targeting it with likes? Uh, they don't. Uh, it doesn't seem to be. I don't know. 
But YouTube also says they heard directly from smaller creators and those just getting started. And they say that they are unfairly targeted by dislike campaigns, which, you know, is crap. Number one, uh, you could already disable ratings as a creator if it bothers you to look at ratings. Mm -hmm. Number two, the problem for small channels and people just getting started is getting anybody to click on your video. People are not being harassed with dislike campaigns because Susan's not sending them any traffic, period. I know. It's, for every dislike, there's a view. That's all I care exa- about. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's what's wrong in this calculation. Uh, it, YouTube, for all this talk about wanting to help the small guy, they divert small guy views straight to where? Establishment media. If you watch a video of ours or of anybody in our sphere, odds are likely that you're not going to get uh, auto played on another one of our videos after, even if you listen to the whole damn stream or the whole no. damn video, they're going to send you straight Jordan to Fox. Peterson. No, it, Jordan <laughs> no. Peterson or Tucker. They, Jordan Peterson, yeah. There are a lot of those, but yeah. generally it's like, it's going to send you to Fox news. If you're watching so-called conservative content, mm. it won't even keep you there. So don't give me this crap about helping smaller creators. Um, but number three, nobody asked for this. I'm not the most well plugged in person in the YouTube world. I kind of operate on my own and, I'm not talking to a ton of people behind the scenes, but I'm not aware of anybody in this area of YouTube who supports this idea. I've never heard of anybody ask for this idea. If it's about protecting your ego, then why wouldn't they just remove it entirely instead of the individual being able to see it behind their channel? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm being bullied. You can still go look at the bullying. Yeah. So... Uh, and YouTube isn't saying who they worked with. Uh, so, you you know, that's a bunch of crap. I want to talk about this a little bit more once we get into the uh, the Rittenhouse talk, because uh, Gage Grossqueef's interview on Good Morning America is uh, a shining example of this. And yes, the proper pronunciation is Grossqueef. I have confirmed it is. Uh, YouTube says they plan to start rolling this out immediately. And I, I want to remind everybody, there will be workarounds. You can simply comment dislike and upvote that until they take away that, which they will. Um, they'll remove comments. And then we're only a step away from YouTube removing the ability to pick which video you want. That's going to be the final stage. It's our tube and you'll watch what we tell you to watch. Yeah. It's not far away. All right. Uh, we got to talk. Uh, there's so much Rittenhouse uh, talk to get through. So we'll have to hop into it. And I want to start with. Well, the state of, of what to expect with the trial, but specifically this blurry photograph that the prosecution is going to focus uh, in their in their closing argument. And as we send the case to the jury and and that could be as soon as this week, uh, at least the jury's deliberation and, and potential decision. Wisconsin Governor Tony, is it Evers? I think that's how you say his name. Boney Tony, that weird skeleton man in Wisconsin. <laughs> He has placed 500 Wisconsin National Guardsmen on standby in preparation for the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Uh, This in Kenosha, of course. He's also encouraging people to avoid the area if they don't need to be there, because that's the lesson of all of this. Uh, Please let the mob run roughshod over your community and don't go there. That's the lesson we're supposed to learn. Closing arguments um, and jury instructions are set for tomorrow, Monday. And this comes after an absolutely insane week in the courtroom. Yesterday was spent. Uh, on ironing out the terms of the jury instructions and the charges. And yes, some of this new blurry photographic evidence. Uh, this after Kyle himself testified in the jury and uh, the uh, defense rested its case. And it's um it's abundantly clear if you're paying attention to the trial. The prosecution has absolutely 
nothing. And that is very clear based on no less than than three things. Number one, the fact that they almost threw their case into mistrial with misconduct, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, and it's hard to take that as pure accident. I know because it's been, not. The, it, it, it's so dumb that there have to be some shenanigans in play. That is basically what the judge said. Number two, the fact that they are introducing these new lower charges, which was part of Friday's developments. We'll get into that. That implies a lack of confidence on the part of the prosecution. Number three, they are all they're basing their case almost entirely on this ridiculous, blurry still frame, uh, a, a, a still a still frame from a video that they claim shows Kyle pointing his gun before he was originally chased by Joseph Rosenbaum. But it doesn't show it doesn't. That. Yeah. So we'll get to one. Oh, man. What is okay. going to happen tomorrow? Man, I, I wonder if the initial jogger action that caused all of this is going to uh, totally be erased in history by the secondary jogger action that's going to happen tomorrow. What if Kyle Rittenhouse <laughs> gets acquitted and then he has to defend himself again? <laughs> what if Gage points a gun at his head again and then denies it again? Which we'll get to. Black person takes a skateboard. He's like, no, I can't do this again. I'm no, so that tired. Guy, the only black person was uh, Jump Kick Man, who, by the way, escaped. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And Does anybody me- know who he is? No, I've mentioned this before. He's never been identified. And think about this. Maybe the guy's not even watching the trial, but presumably there we yeah. know there's a guy out there who kicked Kyle Rittenhouse in the face, got shot at twice, escaped, lived to yeah. tell the story, and never got identified. He has to yeah. be out there knowing he, he's the luckiest bastard of all time. Yeah, and yeah. He, he should never engage in reckless behavior again. But you know he's the kind of guy who's just sitting around smoking a bowl, not paying attention to any of this, probably doesn't even realize there's a trial. But the second it goes the wrong way, he'll be right back out there rioting and kicking things again. Do you think he, again. there's no way he knows what's up? I don't know. I bet I he's be thinking his lucky stars and he's like, I'm never doing anything like this ever again. But there is no good outcome as far as the uh, uh, the mm. uh, unrest that we're about to face. Yeah, you're right. The, oh, it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be hilarious. You want to watch it on the Internet. You don't want to watch it in person uh, that that much, I would say. Uh, anyway, so this is in the face of, uh, of the video evidence. Um showing Kyle being chased and attacked multiple times, which we've all seen over and over again. And of course, every witness who took the stand during this trial, including the prosecution's own witnesses like Gage Grossqueef, the miss, uh, he admitted of course that Kyle, um, pursued and attacked, uh, him or that he pursued and attacked Kyle, I should say, and pointed his gun at him when, during the defense's cross-examination and every other witness spoke to that effect too. And, or now, rather, the prosecution is is throwing this Hail Mary and this blurry photo evidence is to try to say that Kyle pointed his gun at the Zeminskis immediately before Joseph Rosenbaum started chasing him. So who are the Zeminskis? The Zeminskis are a couple who were standing at the car dealership. This is immediately before Kyle gets imme- uh, initially chased. They're standing with or beside Joseph Rosenbaum. And this is right before Kyle runs by with his fire extinguisher. Because he's trying to put out a fire. And that's when they jump out and they chase Kyle. Rosenbaum is right behind him. And if you watch in that video, Zeminski is the guy who actually fires the first shot. He fires uh, around from his handgun into the air. Into the air. Okay. And then Joseph Rosenbaum chases Kyle and he corners him and he grabs Kyle's gun before Kyle shoots him and the whole thing uh, starts dominoing. So the prosecution introduced these two extremely blurry 
enhanced photo, quote unquote, enhanced photo exhibit exhibits. And by that, it means that they had still frames really from really far away, kind of low res video footage. And they had, they had these enhanced and I'm not, my understanding of what the enhancement means is they used a program or software that actually alters and or uh, inserts new pixels to try to add more clarity to the image. So we're not just talking about like brightening up the image. We're talking about a, a piece of software that draws additional detail onto the image itself if if i'm understanding it correctly and the the uh the state witness or the state expert who testified to uh exactly what they did with this particular photo um said he couldn't even be bothered to compare these quote-unquote enhanced images to the originals to ensure accuracy so they just ran it through the software they said okay good enough and by the way i should explain since you're looking at this ridiculous blurry photo what it claims to show if you haven't seen this yet under that i guess it's a sign whatever's whatever the big white square or rectangle in the middle of the frame is right under that is supposedly kyle that was weird why did my voice what am i 13 there goes my voice there's kyle (laughs) supposedly standing there pointing his rifle in this frame as we're looking at it leftward that's what we're supposed to believe and the prosecution says that's at Joshua Zeminski right before he was p- pursued by Rosenbaum. Now, major flaws here. Number one, you can't see a damn thing. Number two, you you don't know if what you can see is a uh, is actually um, the authentic image or if it's a product of this this enhancement, this this right. pixel uh, adding that they that they did. And number three, uh, if we are to believe that Kyle is pointing a gun. Uh, and that's what we're looking at. It would appear he's doing it left-handed and there's no point. How's not right-handed. He's not. Yeah. He's right-handed. Every other uh, instance in which he pointed or fired the gun, he did so right-handed. It would be weird for him to be pointing at left-handed, but that's what they're claiming. But number four, and most convincingly there, there is a better video of this incident. Our friend Neo and realist uh, sent me this analysis and it's from an account called V radio. And this footage has been out there, but this looks to be the exact same moment in time at a different angle. And Kyle just runs by. He never stops to point a gun at the Zeminskis as the prosecution is alleging. Here's the analysis. This is to freeze it here. Rosenbaum's right here. Kyle's right here. These are the Zeminskis. Kyle's gun is pointing this way. It's slung on his right shoulder, just as I explained earlier. In order for him to have been pointing the gun that way, in the direction that it shows in the photo that the prosecution is trying to sell to you, the gun would have to be on the other shoulder. Let's look closer. This is in slow motion. Zeminskis are right here. Kyle's right here. Gun is not pointed at the Zeminskis. Here comes Rosenbaum. This is a screen capture of Kyle Rittenhouse running past one of the streamers with his fire extinguisher in his left hand, his gun on his right. Point of fact, Kyle Rittenhouse had the rifle in his right hand, supported by his right shoulder throughout the entire evening. Yeah. So that's a much better quality image. It doesn't show any uh, of the pointing that is alleged. Um, and, and we'll see if that actually gets introduced or I, I'm, I'm told the defense team is aware of this. So hopefully they'll get uh, a, as rigorous a defense against this ridiculous blurry image as possible. That would include some of that video evidence. But the last reason, you know, this didn't happen is because the people that Kyle is supposedly pointing his gun at, 
they're not mystery people. They're not like jump kick men. We know who they are. There are a couple yeah. called the Zeminskis. They could have been called to testify to say that guy pointed a gun at me. That's why we chased him. They didn't. Why not? Because they couldn't do that. <laughs> <Didn't happen. laughs> under penalty of perjury because it it didn't happen. That's why you never heard anyone. Not, the, the Zeminskis were never called. They never testified. But nobody who witnessed any of the events is supporting this claim that Kyle pointed his gun to provoke the entire attack. Now, provocation is central to the prosecution's theory that they're going to try to sell to the jury tomorrow. We'll get back to that in a, in a minute. But I just I wanted to highlight uh, early in the week, this meme was circulating of Binger and the assistant DA lunchbox as Jack Posobiec and other others are calling them pointing at, at this conclusive evidence of the blurry photo. By the end of the week, they, they became the meme. There they are yeah. doing exactly yeah. that, trying to break down this ridiculous video. Why are they going for this provocation charge? Because the theory is I'll, I'll get into. Um, uh, well, I guess. uh Maybe now is a good time. No, I guess I, I have this broken down later with the charges. But the theory, the theory is that Kyle provoked Rosenbaum chasing him by pointing the gun at the Zeminskis. And therefore, every subsequent encounter, every subsequent shooting, Rosenbaum, then Huber, then Grossquist. Was then provoked by Kyle. Was a product of or a consequence of Kyle's initial illegal provocation. Damn, that's a that's a real Hail Mary right there. This is the theory that they're going with. Wisconsin law on this reads, because if, if that's true, if Kyle provoked the attack, then under Wisconsin law, he does not have a legal claim to self-defense. Wisconsin law reads a person who engages in unlawful conduct of a type likely to provoke others to attack and who uh, and who does provoke an attack is not allowed to use or threaten force in self-defense against the attack. But let's say that the jury was convinced beyond a reasonable doubt that Kyle pointed his weapon there. That still might not be sufficient for the prosecution. Why? Because the same Wisconsin law also reads a person who provokes an attack may regain the right to use or threaten force if the person uh. in good faith withdraws from the fight and gives adequate notice of the withdrawal to his assailant. In other words, runs away across the parking lot, as is what happened right after he allegedly pointed the gun. And then what? Ran down the street towards the cops still being beaten. So even if even if the jury buys this gun pointing nonsense by virtue of even making the claim that the, this was a provocation, they are implicitly admitting that that the self-defense uh, stance is true. Well, they're trying they're just trying to wipe out the self-defense claim because if provoked, then no self-defense. That's what they're going to try to argue, mm. generally speaking. So. It's hard to see that the prosecution buying that beyond a reasonable doubt, but you know, it's up to or the uh, the jury rather, not the prosecution. Uh, but it's up to them, of course. It's not up to me, and I'm I'm done predicting these things after some recent trials. On top of that, though, the prosecution just had an absolutely terrible week. This is their final uh, hail mary. After what was a week, kind of of other failed hail marys, which was attacking Kyle Rittenhouse on illegitimate grounds, either to scrape for whatever they can get or to deliberately get a mistrial in the hope of retrying the case. But when Kyle took the stand, assistant DA Thomas Binger started his cross-examination of Kyle by questioning whether Kyle uh, exercised his questioning why or whether Kyle exercised his right to um, remain silent when he was talking to police right after the Duh. incident. And the judge excused the jury and reminded Binger um, it's, this isn't just the judge's rule. This is a constitutional violation to question 
the defendant's Fifth Amendment rights. So Binger was on thin ice there. And then later, Binger actually asked Kyle about that video early in, earlier in the summer where Kyle saw people looting a store or allegedly looting a store. And he said he wished he had his AR because he'd start firing rounds at people. We talked about that before. And the last time we talked about that, the judge had um, excluded that evidence unless he explicitly allowed it later on. Binger just goes right into it and starts asking Kyle, well, hey, you've uh, talked about using your AR to defend property before. That's when the judge excused the jury a second time and just absolutely raged at this guy. If you missed this scene this week, this was pretty incredible viewing from the trial. Since August 25th, 2020, you've had the benefit of watching countless videos of your actions that night. You've also had the opportunity to listen to the testimony of all 30 some witnesses and after all of that now you are telling us your side of the story he's commenting on my client's right to remain silent the problem is this is a grave constitutional violation for you to talk about the defendants silence you're right on the borderline you may be over but uh, it better stop you have previously indicated that you wished you had your ar-15 to protect someone's property, correct? I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to ask you to go into the library uh, again for a moment. The court left the door open. For me, not for you. My understanding of you your... should have come and asked. I was a- astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I said I had heard nothing in this trial to change any of my rulings. So why? Testimony, Your Honor. Pardon me? That was before the Don't defense testimony. Don't get brazen with me. <laughs> Have you ever seen an interaction between a judge and an attorney like this? Can't say I've watched a ton of trials, but that's the most pissed off that that I've seen. But deservedly so. People want to paint, as we'll get to, this, this is a, an example of the judge's bias. Dude, the guy is creeping on unconstitutional conduct and deliberately disobeying the judge's rulings without any respect whatsoever the um the don't get brazen with me flag meme was one of my favorites this week as well Uh, i would like uh, to have one okay but so despite scraping the barrel in in all these ways the prosecution is apparently not feeling good about their case um at least that's implied by the again by the uh the request to include some lesser charges for the jury to consider and the prosecution had sought lesser charges uh, in the deaths of Rosenbaum and Huber. I'm told they're actually considering them for gross queef as well. But <laughs> that remains undecided. Uh, the judge had said he was going to make a final decision on Saturday, but I didn't see any information to that effect. So for now, they asked for reduced charges on Rosenbaum. The prosecution did. They didn't get that. They asked for lower charges or lesser charges with Huber. And these have been granted. So. Um, for the charges, uh, lesser charges included for Huber, this is skateboard guy, are second degree intentional homicide and first degree reckless homicide uh, instead of first degree intentional homicide. So let me okay. break that down. In the case of second degree intentional homicide, it would mean that Rittenhouse believed he was acting in self-defense, but that the belief was unreasonable. In other words, even if he was being attacked he used excessive force or he responded in a way that was unreasonable uh, as a response to the force that was being used against him. In the case of first degree reckless, uh, reckless homicide, it would mean that Rittenhouse acted with utter disregard for human life. 
And these lesser charges will only be considered if the jury finds Kyle not guilty of the original charges. And as I mentioned, lesser charges also remain possible for Gage. Uh, So we'll see what happens there. Notably, the defense team did not object to at least all of these lesser charges uh, in the Huber case, prompting some criticism from some of Kyle's defenders. The defense team is saying that um, that they agreed to lesser charges in Huber's case as long as they weren't second degree reckless homicide, because first degree reckless homicide requires proof that Kyle acted with utter disregard for human life. The defense wanted to retain that high hurdle for the mm. prosecution. Still, um, it, it does Ugh. seem they didn't put up a I don't huge like those charges, though. Yeah. Uh, I hope the jury doesn't bitch out and just act like because they want to placate everybody. Well, I, I don't know how you can say it's unreasonable to use deadly force when deadly force is being used against you. Number one, but we've seen crazier things. So maybe number two, I, I don't know how you could say that Kyle acted with reckless disregard for human life when he did everything he possibly could to avoid having to put human life at risk. He ran right. away and his trigger discipline was Remarkable, as we've talked about throughout this entire case. The jury would have to be seeing something that the rest of us aren't, but... Or be scared. Or be scared, which is also a consideration. Uh, the other reason that people were critical of the defense attorneys is that the the instructions on provocation will be included. So remember, the prosecution, their whole theory is Kyle provoked. Look at this blurry photo, Kyle provoked. Well, the judges ruled that the instructions for the jury to consider provocation and the provocation elimination of self-defense when they, uh, when they make their decision. So they will get those instructions from the judge. And um, there's some criticism of Kyle's defense team for not putting up enough of a fight on that as well. But the prosecution does have an incredibly high bar to prove that they've got to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Kyle provoked. And all they got is this weird, stupid ass blurry photo that's disproved by a whole host of other factors, including Video, clearer video of what actually happens. Was that admitted in the trial? The uh, the blurry photo? No, the the um, alternative view. I don't that know if that's... That was just sent to ad- us by Neo and Realist. That's, um, that's an analysis that was done by a channel called V Radio. So that, that footage has been out there. Um, as far as the blurry photo, that was introduced after a long fight and presume... I, I actually don't know what the process would be here. If the defense can get an additional video into their closing argument or not. I don't um, think so. So we'll have to see. But even even if they couldn't, even if they couldn't get that piece of video into the closing argument, uh, there's so many reasons to reasonably doubt that we're looking at Kyle pointing a gun at someone in that ridiculous yeah. blurry photo. Also of note... Uh, the jury instructions make clear Kyle of the gun charge. Uh, there, there has been this debate about Wisconsin's gun laws and whether Kyle's possession of the gun was legal in Wisconsin or not. That may be settled, at least in this case. Frankly, it was the law in question was so complicated. I'm not sure I ever fully understood it. But here's what I do understand. The judge's instructions going to the jury will say that unless the state proved that Kyle's rifle had an unlawfully short barrel... He can't be convicted of a minor in possession of a firearm. And there's not much evidence, not much. There was no evidence ever introduced that Kyle had a short barreled rifle. The Kyle was running a standard Smith and Wesson M&P 15 unless he swapped the upper, which I've never seen any evidence to support. Uh, He was just running a factory standard 16 inch barrel. Yeah. And so there goes another one of the narrative points. Oh, he crossed state lines. Yeah, but. You know, he he works in Kenosha. He has all this family in Kenosha. We learned that early in the trial. Um, oh, he illegally carried a rifle. Well, it turns out that's probably out the door, too. And as you mentioned, 
we can talk about all the facts in the world whether the jury feels comfortable to reach the correct decision is an entirely different question. I saw a report earlier today that the judge has been receiving threats, but the jury specifically, the judge confirmed on Tuesday that the jury was filmed by somebody earlier that day at a bus stop. And they say they caught the guy and made him delete the video. But of course I, I would be comfortable assuming that's just the guy that you caught. There were many, many more probably. And, and the efforts to intimidate the jury are probably just beginning. So we'll see what happens there Uh, during jury selection. By the way, many of the jurors did mention um, fears for their safety when they were being questioned. So obviously they're aware of what's going on. Let's talk about Gage lying more fresh off um, admitting on Monday during uh, his his cross-examination that Kyle only shot his biceps after Gage pursued and pointed a gun at Kyle Gage Grossqueef appeared on Good Morning America on Thursday, and he now says he did not point a gun at Kyle at all, I guess. With Rittenhouse taking the stand, what did you think of his testimony? Well, I think anytime you see your would-be murderer on the stand, it, it, it's emotional. And what was your reaction to, to him breaking down and crying on the stand? To me, it seemed like a, a child who had just gotten caught doing something that he wasn't supposed to more upset that he was caught and less upset about what he had done during cross-examination it's it's hard to say what you want to say i do believe that in that photo given the right narrative one could suggest that yes i was pointing my weapon at the defendant but when you play it as a movie or look at different stills my arm was being vaporized as uh, I was allegedly pointing my weapon. So here, here you're allowed to say whatever you feel like you, you need to say. So you're saying that you actually didn't, you weren't pointing your gun at him. Is that what you're saying? That's absolutely what I'm saying, yes. What a lying bastard. Pictures like that, pictures don't lie. My would-be murderer. It's, uh, there aren't uh, a lot of would-be murderers who can be avoided simply by uh, leaving them alone. <laughs> I know, my, right? My, I chased down my would-be murderer. Okay. Uh, point of fact, though, Gage also cried on the stand. So while we're talking about this, this, uh, he, he looked like a child uh, at that moment. Um, but I don't understand this argument. Too. He looked like a child that got caught. There was no element of getting caught. The the defense team has been totally open about the fact that he shot three people that night. Yeah. And of course they would be because we've all seen the video for more than a year. Who got caught with anything? There was no surprise. Oh, we got gotcha. you. Yeah. No. No, he acknowledges all of that happened. There's no gotcha, dude. What the hell are you talking yeah. about? And I, I love uh, Michael Strahan there. Well, here, you know, you're allowed to say whatever you want. Unlike what? Where? In the court where you can't say the thing <laughs> that you just said, or at least you couldn't yeah. in combination. you yourself, right? But here you can lie all you want. So he then goes on CNN that night with Anderson Cooper to to clarify both his testimony in the courtroom and his earlier interview on Good Morning America. On Good Morning America today, you said that you were absolutely not pointing your gun at Rittenhouse. Can, can you clarify that? Specifically during Cross, and if there is a skilled attorney, they're able to present questions to help support their narrative. With one of the exhibits that Attorney Sharafsi had introduced, there's a photo of me with my gun pointed towards the defendant, either just after or right during he had shot me in my right arm. So you're, did you ever point your gun at him? In the still photos, it, it certainly looks like it, but never intentionally. Why did you bring a gun what? if you were there as a medic? I carry a weapon with me. Uh, it's 
just like grabbing your keys, your phone, your wallet, and your gun. But I think an important juxtaposition between the defendant and myself is that one of us was carrying illegally with a rifle, and one of us was carrying concealed with a handgun. So if you accidentally point your weapon at somebody, you're not really, somebody should just be able to perceive your intent and not take that as a threat of deadly force. That's what is implied. And and I wish he would elaborate more on what the skill of this attorney is, because the attorney asked an extremely basic, clear question, which was Kyle only shot you after you pursued and you pointed your gun at him. Correct. And, and Gage answered correct. And he thought about it for a moment too. You go back and watch the clip. He processed it in his mind and answered simply correct. What was the skill? It wasn't a trick question. He just asked you point of fact, right? The photo he's referencing, I don't understand what he means when he says it's it's either during or right after he had shot me that I'm pointing a gun at him. No, it's not. It's it's before. You can break it down video by video. In fact, the um, use of force expert who did that did. You go frame by frame. The gun is pointed at him before Kyle pulls the trigger. Yeah. And he, in the CNN interview, he doesn't acknowledge, as he did in the courtroom, he was carrying illegally. His concealed carry permit was not valid. He admitted that in the courtroom. Right, now right. he goes on Anderson Cooper and says, well, Kyle was carrying illegally and I was just concealed carrying. The way this is, the way this looks like it's going to work out, Kyle was not carrying illegally and Gage was. We know Gage mm-hmm. for a fact was, but he just acts like he wasn't. And, you know, this is the guy that lies and lies and lies with no consequences. Remember, he's trying to cash out 10 million bucks from the people of Kenosha and God knows whatever else in a federal lawsuit. But, you know, a commie lying and looking for a handout, I suppose, is nothing new. I did want to look at the video of the interview and, and Jen Psaki circle back to the to the dislike removal, because this is exactly why they're doing it. Look what at the, the ratio. <laughs> 483 likes on the Gage Grosskreutz uh interview on good morning america thirty-four thousand dislikes Ooh, well no wonder this, it's not about protecting the little guy as i was saying to you privately earlier it's so satisfying as the little guy and i don't mean just on youtube i mean like little guy citizen like all of us mm-hmm. going to a video like this and looking at the propaganda being put in front of us and seeing exactly thirty-four thousand of my fellow citizens see right through this bullshit but that's, that's why they want to do it uh, yes because it's, it's good for morale for us yeah the fact that we're going to go there now and they they want to control the little guy into believing oh look a few hundred people liked this interview with this nice man right okay that make no mistake it's it's about protecting the propaganda factory that is among others abc and good morning america that's we'll all still this be is able about. to tell if, if a video gets 10 million views and it has 500 upvotes we're going to know it's been ratioed of course and and the comment shenanigans will commence immediately there's more um gosh man we're already i'm already running out of time but there's so much to talk about so we'll, we'll keep going not much left on rittenhouse but uh uh, there's more with with Gage though. His he had charges dropped right before the trial. There appears to be some kind of corrupt relationship between the DA's office and Gage, which has yet to be illuminated, but it's clearly there. So uh, he has not been charged as a felon in possession of a firearm, um, even though at the time of the event he was already a felon. He had he had been arrested for his second OWI operating while intoxicated. Do you know what this is? I assume, well, I don't know, operating is a weird word, but is it just well, a, a it's DUI not or DWI, something else? Uh, 
I'm not entirely sure. Maybe I should have looked into that. Um, so this case was filed on January 21st, 2021. This is only a couple of months after <laughs> this Kyle Rittenhouse thing. And then the case was dismissed only a couple of days before he was he gave his testimony, October 28th. Oh, and along with that random charge, um, he was also charged for refusing to take a blood alcohol test. And the, the, uh, te- the, that case was similarly dismissed on October 28th right before he testified. Oh, wow. What a great Same deal date for Gage. Of dismissal. Let me look this up. It might just be a different name for a DWI. Hmm. Operating. Go ahead. Well, as you look that up, of course, if this goes the wrong way, it is the wrong way oh, for the it's, left. It's DUI. Yeah. Okay. So he's just driving well under the influence. Yeah. Once this, uh, if this or once this goes the wrong way for the progressives, of course, there will have to be a scapegoat. And it's already looking like perhaps the judge will be that. There were allegations that just his decisions on what evidence was going to be included in overall rules for the trial were too pro Kyle or pro defense. But now we know that he's racist uh, for a few reasons. Number one, his ringtone, his phone rang during some of the proceedings and his ringtone is proud to be an American by Lee Greenwood. Uh, The actions that I had talked about were done in bad faith. (laughs) That I think I love that guy. He he is the <laughs> best judge I've ever watched. But of course, um, it's not just the fact that he's proud to be an American. That's that's not solely why he's racist. He's racist because that song is now a racist Trump song. This, according to Nation Justice correspondent Ellie Mistel. That's what Schrader is. He is he has made a series of decisions. Each one perhaps may be individually defensible, but in totality lead to the impression of a biased, racist judge with his Trump rally cell phone um, uh, that is trying to get Rittenhouse uh, a walk. Yikes. He looks like if you electrocuted Daryl Lamont Jenkins. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Interestingly enough, that interview was with Amy Goodman, who, do you know who she is? Did we see her at the RNC? She's the old lady who was interviewing us while daryl was stalking us that's right that's yeah. right and then at the time i asked my lefty uncle if he knew who she was and he was like you don't know who amy goodman is i was like i have no fucking clue interesting that mashup uh weird but it, yeah, it, I, I love that guy's uh electrocuted daryl's arguments that oh it, it, individually his judge uh, his decisions the judge's decisions kind of make sense it's just when you add them all up they're racist kind of seems like racist is your pre-conclusion when yeah, no matter what the exactly. input is Racism is the output. Yeah. The input, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the judge, that's not the only reason why he's racist. He's also racist because he made a joke about the Asian food that they were getting for lunch being stuck on a ship outside of Long Beach. Well, let's hope for one o'clock. I don't know. The uh, Hope the Asian food isn't coming. It's on, isn't on one of those boats in Long, uh, Long Beach Harbor. <laughs> that was I an honestly an- don't even understand how this could be construed as anti anti-asian anti-supply line issue what 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 are people saying about this headline cnn judge in kyle rittenhouse trial makes inappropriate asian food joke and the activists that they're quoting in this story uh claim that um i guess that they're i guess what they're trying to say is they're implying that the supply line issues it's first of all it's not even an anti-asian joke it's a joke about the supply lines and the backup Are they mad of the that ports. he said Asian food? I think they're mad. At least the the activists in this 
any activist quoted in the CNN story, any Asian American that sees or hears his statement will understand that he is making fun of or mocking our community. I don't, I don't see that. It harms our community and puts us in the crosshairs of microaggressions as well as actual physical violence. Okay. I, mean, that, that, I legit <laughs> don't even understand. I, I don't understand how they're making that an anti-Asian joke either, but that's the headline in CNN. Inappropriate Asian food joke. Um, meanwhile, Maybe the most preposterous joke of the whole trial and probably the most embarrassing for CNN, at least, is Jeffrey Tubin on CNN calling Kyle Rittenhouse an idiot and saying Kyle is lucky he's not being prosecuted for his idiocy. What kind of idiot 17 year old gets a giant gun and goes to a riot? He has no license. He has no training. He thinks he's going to scrub graffiti off with his AR-15. I mean, the stupidity of this is like, what could possibly go wrong? Well, a lot went wrong. The good news for Kyle Rittenhouse is that he's not on trial for being an idiot. He's on trial for homicide. And in that respect, I mostly agree with Joey that this is a tough case for the prosecution. Tell me more about being stupid, Mr. Jerkoff King. If there was a law against idiocy, jacking off on a work Zoom call would probably be included <laughs> I know. in the law against idiocy. Yikes. Uh, but uh, seriously speaking, Robert Barnes, I saw him tweeting about not necessarily this specifically, but the concept of the the moral of the story here. The idea is don't go to dangerous places. Oh, you, yeah. what kind of idiot goes into a dangerous place like that? Just how far are we supposed to flee? Are we supposed to surrender all of our communities, our homes to the violent mob so long as the mob wills it? I know you'll say, oh, Kyle drove 20 minutes to Kenosha. Well, so I mean, if there are if there were places that are under attack in my immediate area, southwest Montana, Am I a bad guy for saying, yeah, a violent mob probably shouldn't have control of that particular? <laughs> how how much are we supposed to surrender? Yeah. Or you can't go to certain places in this country and in, in, in a free country because a violent mob run runs it and has control of it. What kind of standard is that? Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, that's about the, st- the standard that's going to be established uh, if he gets convicted. I guess that's what we're supposed to believe, which. They'll never confront the reality. Why would you ever go there is the same argument as why would you wear that skirt to that bar? Yeah. I don't know. Cause I wanted to, I thought this was a free country where I can do what I want. You, you talk about this. They're, they, they have such an aversion to what they perceive as victim blaming. That is victim blaming. Oh, you went to the wrong place. Therefore it's justified that someone tried to kill me. He's I went to- He's not the, not the right kind of victim. Yeah. Well, we shall see. <sighs> I work in kind of a weird time spot here because I did want to talk Biden and the vax mandate before we get into sticks. I guess we could push the sticks back interview back a little bit or should we do that first? I could do either. Do you want to do sticks now? Is that what you're saying? We could do a break now and go to sticks and then talk Biden and the economy and the vaccine mandate after sticks. Sure. Let's do that. Okay, let's do a little break before we head to sticks and then we'll talk. uh, We'll talk some Biden economic and vaccine mandate news on the other side of it. The live chat called him Lubin Jubin Tubin. <laughs> wait, good. wait, hold on. I'm not ready. That that earned a rim shot. Where is it? There you go. It wasn't the live chat. I made that up myself. Oh, OK. Well, it still earned it. I did see Lubin Tubin, though. So uh, Eric Burns Marsh, even though I made a mistake, I'm still better than all of you. Anna from the middle age genocides of Armenians. Um, I heard that she ate some humble pie. 
I didn't see the clip. I'm not sure what she said, but I, I've been told that she sort of came around on Rittenhouse. Good. I don't know what that means. I guess. Though. I don't know. So I, I, don't, I would I don't fall really short of means. praise because I don't know what she said. Uh, Jeffrey O'Neill, all illegal guns are equally illegal, but some are more illegal than others. Borders are racist and immoral, but cross state lines gasp. Huge protests in Melbourne last Saturday. Pandemic bill. Never ending tyranny. Uh, this is so it, depressing. Nobody cares about Gage's gun violations. They don't care about them at all. Uh, doing stuff and things. I like that one. Uh, I don't normally watch Blonde's channel because she's a woman. But I was happy to see actual Justice Warrior as a recent guest. I would have recommended him a year ago if I knew he wasn't on your radar. Had never heard of this guy until a week ago. And I've uncovered his entire catalog. I don't remember the last time I just discovered, incidentally, a YouTuber. Um, that's how uh, murky the algorithm is. But I just did an interview with actual Justice Warrior on Julius Jones, who is um, going to be executed, hopefully, on the 18th. And he is guilty as fuck he is so guilty but kim kardashian and all these other people have taken up arms to try to get him off because um he's black and he killed a white guy and they're saying that he was misidentified as a witness and everything we break down the whole case dude's clearly guilty he's probably going to get a sentence vacated by the governor who's a giant pussy so um check that out write to the governor of oklahoma about this um it's a really important case, and that execution date is coming up on the 18th, so we have four days to get through. Um, thank you for that. Daniel Kunkel, I'm glad the vax mandate has been halted in a federal court, but the power um, mad in government aren't going to let little things like blatant overreach stop their unconstitutional goals. They will try again. Yes, I I agree. They're already, Biden's press secretary is already saying don't, don't, um, you don't have to care what the courts yeah. say just yeah. ignore it ignore don't it follow, don't ignore follow what they say do what we say i bought pn a big donation thank you sir i really appreciate that boogeyman 917 says cheers cheers to you boogeyman let's I do a few more biden's ask rack says <laughs> i just shipped my pants say the name fast three times i will not uh, yeah i don't know what that we want to open that door um andrew says b-day yesterday have shekels girlfriend is a graphic designer and deals with zooming images often she says zooming alters the pixel count on a photo to fit the screen photo was altered full stop not evidence i know it's an altered photo they want to talk about altering photos yeah that's and it's an not even conclusive it's it's not even obvious what it claims to show it's it's enhanced and it's still not obvious yeah Epic bonkers. Let's go, Brandon. Love to see you guys again. Kyle did nothing wrong. Let me buy him his first legal beer. He's already had a legal beer. I know because of that whole thing with Black Rifle, remember? Yeah, and he took that selfie too. Let's yeah. go, Brandon. Uh, BDBD says, It's my birthday. Thanks for the Sandy Safe Space. Happy birthday. And thank you for giving us money on your birthday. Also, it's my sister's birthday, and I know she was watching. So happy birthday, sister. I love you. Well, happy birthday um, to the chatter and to Blonde's sister. Yeah. Pep says, I loaded your channel and clicked play all. That was eight days ago, and it's only on March 14th, 2020. Didn't realize that you had that much content. Good day to you both. Yeah, we have a lot of content. People are like, you never post. I'm like, but I show up to my podcast twice a week. Doesn't that count? <laughs> Especially if you're playing all the streams. That's a lot of material to go through. Yeah. Uh, last one for right now. Philip Hayden. Thanks, y'all, for coming to Austin Meetup at Liberty Barbecue last night. Uh, special thanks to Matt for hooking us back up with Outliers. Well, I'm glad to hear it went well. And uh, yeah. thanks for sending us a photo. I will get through just a couple chats on Tippy Stream and DLive. I did open the treasure chest for you. DLive people, thanks for hanging out there. Ch uh, Charles Yaus, Yaus, not use. 
says, so the EU has imposed sanctions on Belarus because of fishy elections. And Lushenko is uh, retaliating by shepherding Muslim migrants across Belarus into the EU or to the EU border. My hero, he should start catapulting Africans over the fence. Oh, wow. wow. Disavow. <sighs> Thank you, Charles. Mediterranean man. I started watching you guys again last week after tuning out of political stuff for a year or so. Good as I remember it. Congrats on the family progress. And remember, we will win. Well, thanks for coming back. I appreciate it. And I hope uh, your political break was uh, was was worthwhile and helpful. Yeah. God knows it does get pretty grim. Uh, grim. <laughs> yeah. And it's some might say grimmer by the day, but we're powering through. Thank you, man. Bill says, uh, I laughed pretty hard at that clip of Jordan Peterson complaining about getting hassled after uh, getting jabbed. He sounded like he didn't. He sounds like he didn't realize selling his soul would come at a cost. Him being controlled opposition is confirmed. I did listen to that's You're referring to the, the Dave Rubin interview. I did listen to it. What a, a retard. What that. did he expect? I thought they would give me my rights back. Yeah, he said something to the effect of, I, I, I got the vaccine and then I expected them to leave me the fuck alone or fucking leave me alone, which was kind of uncharacteristic for him to swear. He was like really pissed when yeah. he said it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, people make their own decisions, but we have to understand, as we've been saying this whole time, you're not going to comply your way out of this. There is no comply yeah. back to normal. Not going to happen. So. Mm-hmm. If he's uh, if he's realized that in the time since, good for him. Knuckle Hunky Buck says uh, all he used is one foot. Great binger quote. One of my favorites. <laughs> that guy didn't have a gun. No, he didn't have a knife. No, he didn't have a bat. No, all he used is one foot. <laughs> yeah, to kick my skull. What the f- yeah, what do you expect? Uh, yeah, uh, as if getting kicked in the head isn't potentially lethal. All he used was one knee. Should have been Chauvin's defense <laughs> argument that it wasn't lethal. Well yeah. played. Knuckle yep. Hunky Buck always has some clever observations, and I appreciate that one, too. Okay, I'll, I'll stop there on Tippy Stream for the moment. Uh, we'll come back to that later. Looks like we are good over on DLive. Appreciate you guys hanging out over there. All right. Well, uh, let's yeah, let's get into that Sticks interview um, before we actually get to the rest of the topics for tonight. So it was good to have Sticks come back to the show. Uh, we talk about all of these things, Rittenhouse, what's going on with the failing Biden presidency and the economy, alt tech, all of those things. It's about a 20-minute interview. So we'll welcome Sticks back to the show, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back. We are pleased to host our guest for the evening. That's our friend and fellow YouTuber, content creator, author, Sticks Hexenhammer 666. Sticks, welcome back. And um, thanks for making time for us. It's been far too long. How has uh, European life been treating you? It's it's very good, very laid back, and very fun. Hmm. So it hasn't been... Uh, well, do you have... Have you had the American coronavirus experience, or have you been gone the whole time? I was back in February for a couple of weeks, and okay. I noticed that there were a lot more people in masks there than there were here. They're wow. talking about a lockdown now in the Netherlands, but I, I don't know that it will actually happen. I'll ignore it regardless. So, 
So we're going to have to escape to Europe for freedom. That's the fate. Uh, <laughs> or, Bel- or Belarus at the point. Yeah, yeah. yeah really. They're not going to let us in. Oh, God. <laughs> Do this forever here. We're, we're all Nazis. We're not allowed. In- <laughs> yeah, really. <clears throat> well, um, we've all been watching the Rittenhouse stuff, I think, uh, you know, at, at almost every minute of the trial. At least we're, we're talking about this on Thursday and yesterday and Wednesday. It just went absolutely wild with the prosecutor, Thomas Binger, trying to pull all sorts of stunts. And... Um, Kyle crying and every all the blue checks on Twitter reacting to what they believe to be crocodile tears. But what uh, what has been your Rittenhouse trial experience so far? What are your thoughts? Mine? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I saw the moment that the judge, his phone did the uh, ringy thing there. I, I'm not uh, knowledgeable in smartphones, but his ringtone or whatever you'd call it, these uh, newfangled days. And uh, it had, uh, what was it? Uh, the proud, uh, proud, to be to be, proud to be an American. And now the all the leftoids, because they don't believe that Rittenhouse will be uh, uh, actually, you know, found guilty. And I, I agree with them, actually. I don't think that it'll be found guilty. Now they're saying that that's the Trump theme song, <laughs> even though the song is from what, the 90s? <laughs> I think the early 90s. Do they not recognize it pre from pre-Trump? I'm sure they do. This is just a media spin. <clears throat> well, I guess anything that Trump does is now co-opted by Trump. If Trump does it, you can't do it. I, I, right. Brushing your teeth is a Trump action. Drinking water is a Trump action. Listening to Proud to be an America. Proud to be an American is a Trump he, action. He needs to more visibly drink water so that all of the leftoids will dehydrate and go away. <laughs> I mean, everything is going to have changed by Sunday. I'd love to talk specifics on the case, but maybe we should talk generalities just to yeah, yeah. be just to be current on Sunday. But what do you think the nation is going to look like if he's acquitted or if he's convicted. I I think that the prosecution is obviously pushing for a mistrial uh, without prejudice, with prejudice. The prosecution won't without prejudice. Right. So it can be retried. Um, But what do you think it's it's going to look like in all of those circumstances? I I think in any circumstance, there are more race riots. And the leftoids, the leftoids will do what leftoids do best, which is they'll double down. The funny part is that the leftist rioting in the first place is why the trial happened. And then they're going to do it again because they don't get the uh, outcome, the verdict that they want. There is a chance, though, uh, there is a chance that the jury will find him guilty to avoid that. And that's Mm -hmm. what we have to be aware of is the fact that the jury is well aware of the fact Biden has called Rittenhouse a white supremacist. Maxine Waters will probably come out at some point in the next day or two and say, if we don't get the result we want, you need to take to the streets like she did with Chauvin. Uh, That could skew the result. I just think, I mean, the prosecution has been so bad, way worse than anything we saw with Chauvin, anything we saw with with, uh, the Trayvon trial with Zimmerman, anything like that. It's hard to uh, call him a white supremacist when all the three people that he shot were white. Yeah, they'll still go with that, though. You, you browse oh, yeah. through the tweets and they're still going with that <laughs> one. It, it is amazing to me the the disconnect between people who watch the trial and people who just consume the media presentation of it. it it's amazing it's, to it's watch. Incredible. But do you um you talk about how bad the prosecution has been? Do you buy that as incompetence or do you think it's a strategy? Do you think there's some reason they're trying to throw the case? We talk about mistrial, but would that be it? 
It's it's I have no idea at this point. They've been <laughs> yeah. they've been so they've been so terrible that it's hard to tell whether it's incompetence. It's like they're so incompetent that they've gone beyond it, come full circle. And now people are assuming it's some sort of grand strategy. Right. And that's that's chess, the weird yeah. part. Yeah, it's 40 the chess dressing on the dressing down part. from the judge was just withering. Like, I could not believe... I've never seen a prosecutor talk to a yeah. judge like that or a judge talk to a, an attorney like that. I, I watched the whole <laughs> thing twice. I was like, what is happening? And he says, you know, I, I know that you're not... You, you, that you know you're not supposed to bring evidence that's been dismissed already uh, in front of a jury. You're, you're a competent attorney. Why would you do... Like, why would you do this? So I think it's possible that they... they they really are just incompetent. I don't know. Yeah. A couple of days ago, actually, I'm like on 4chan, people were saying the judge was a better defender than the defenders. <laughs> <laughs> well, I concur. Yeah. The accusation of bias against him. It's like, oh, yes, judge wildly biased in favor of Constitution. That was the first objection. That's why he had to lecture the prosecutor in the first place. You can't question his Fifth Amendment rights, dude. What are you right, doing? Right. Oh, what, what a bias, you know? He said, but, this has uh, been basic law in America for decades and decades. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. You're, you're not allowed to you're not allowed to believe that he has the right to a fair trial, basically, is what yeah. it boils down to, I suppose. Do well, you, you think meant- that? Oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you think this is going to be a cultural turning point? I, I have this uh, I, I have this tendency to always assume that these things that are big culturally for the, the dissident right are going to um, extrapolate to the general population. But do you think that this is going to change things, change people's minds? Or are people just too entrenched in what they believe about this case already? A lot of people are too entrenched, but it'll change the minds that actually matter, which is people that are on the fence, I think. Okay. Well, you know what else might change their minds? And you mentioned Biden smearing Kyle as a white supremacist this time last year. Uh, Of course, we just had the news that I know you've posted a video or two about it. But uh, uh, we have, again, record inflation or at least inflation we haven't seen since, what, 1990 (laughs) or something like that. Yeah, Um, 30 years do you think people are going to make that connection? I watched some news, some mainstream news reporting on it this morning. Oh, my God, everything's more expensive. But but of course, it's the virus's fault. If, if, if it wasn't for the virus, then everything would be just fine economically. What, what do you think of the inflation and, and what do you think about people's ability to connect it to policy decisions that are being made? Well, look at Biden's polling. I mean, it's still cratering even now. He's he's at risk at this point to being sub 40 and uh, that's that's not a great place to be, especially when the entire legacy media is defending you. It's not like with Trump. With Trump, it, the entire establishment is gunning for you 24-7 to the point where they're even like having people, having staffers go to a public telephone yep. to call you up with news tips that aren't even real just to have a news story. With Joe Biden, they're all defending him and he's still at that same level or even lower now. I think that the average person really does take that into consideration. They understand how bad things are. And actually, you're both in the United States. You probably know better than me about uh, inflation and and shortages and pricing and so forth in the United States. I've had dozens of people sending me tips. They're showing me pictures of empty shelves oh, yeah. and, and things like that. And it's, it's like, uh, or people, they have a uh, fuel limits at truck stops and things like that. And it's, <laughs> this is not the United States. This isn't exactly the build back better that was offered to the American public. Yeah, no, indeed. I- and then the, the Biden administration is so smug about this. I'm sure you saw Jen Psaki saying, you know, the, the, 
the great treadmill shortage of 2021. It's like for people in that are that are locked down in their houses and are trying not to get morbidly obese, having at home gym equipment is is very important. They, there's this major disconnect, or maybe they're just gaslighting us between what the general public is having to deal with and these manufacturing shortages and what the elite has to. And this is really going to drive hostility uh, amongst people. I don't think that they are appropriately afraid of the public. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just happy that Nancy Pelosi has enough ice cream in her freezer or her uh, $20,000 yeah, really. freezer systems to uh, last through this crisis. That makes me sleep better at night knowing I know. that the Speaker of the House has that much ice cream. <laughs> do you take any uh, encouragement out of Election Day this year? Do you think uh, I, I, the obvious speculation is Democrats are going to get crushed next year? But is that too optimistic or are we witnessing a genuine shift? There's definitely a shift. I think uh, the, the cautionary message would be don't assume that they're going to get crushed. You have to crush them. You have to do your part civically, get organized, uh, get someone else to vote. Don't just go vote yourself. I do find some solace in the fact, though, that the Senate president in New, in New Jersey, he just conceded to Edward Durr, a dude who spent like several, he spent like, what was it, $250, $300 on his campaign. It was basically a couple of YouTube ads. <laughs> and he still managed to unseat the Democrat. And the the, the uh, first um Thing that the Democratic uh, senator said was basically, well, I'll still be involved. Don't worry. I've been pushing for reform for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, obviously it didn't work. That's why you're out of a job. Yeah, we we are big Durr fans on this show. We, uh, we got <laughs> yeah. to enjoy the Durr moment last Sunday. And Durr. Ex exactly. His name is so perfect for what he achieved. People literally yeah. voted Durr. It's like, all yeah. right, I could take establishment or I can vote Mr. Her Durr. I'm taking Mr. Her Durr. And that's that's good to see. I'm surprised that uh, that Senate president finally conceded. I also thought it was ironic that he I, he didn't claim election fraud, but he immediately went to, well, there's a whole pile of ballots over there that we think might appear again. And I guess he's not going with that it was anymore. it was a little bit suspicious. I guess that yeah. the accounting was a little bit off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, what do you think about uh, we, we mentioned um, at the top um, uh just kind of a, the, the state of tyranny in, in the U.S. as far as, uh, well, at least Joe Biden's uh, vaccine mandate and, of course, all the other overreach that they've done. And now that's all getting challenged through the courts. Do, do we do you feel optimism that the courts are going to correct this sort of thing? Or are we looking at another case of court deference like uh, like with the election lawsuits and, and, uh, and other things they've declined to hear? Well, I don't think that you can really lose on the issue, because if the Fifth Circuit Court's block on the mandate, which they have issued pending Beijing Biden's people giving them a rebuttal, um, if that prevails, the mandate has no teeth and won't for months and months. It'll probably go before SCOTUS regardless. If they do allow it to prevail, then millions of people are out of work. The shipping lanes get shut down even more. The shortages spiral out of control. And Beijing Biden ends up at like sub 30 approval, which means he might end up literally having to resign. I don't see how it's a, it's a win win situation. It's mm. just a matter of how much pain is required. What do you think Biden's <clears throat> floor is as far as polling? Who are the hardened <laughs> Biden supporters? Uh, I know. Do they even exist? Well, I'm sure there is a floor. I mean, partisan Democrats, because he is a Democrat, they'll continue yeah. to support him by and large unless it hits them in the wallets. But a lot of the hardened Democrats, they're rich people. So, yeah, they don't really care as much. So probably 20 percent, maybe 25. 
That'd be a reasonable guess. <laughs> Yikes. Do you think it could go that low? I, I mean, at this point, yeah. who are the 40% of people that are supporting him? I don't even really buy that. A partisan Democrats, people who just still have Trump derangement syndrome and a longer memory span, and people who haven't been really affected, I think, by the economic situation. In, in polars, in NIMBYists, right. people like that. Yeah. But I mean, even to be this low at this point, he suffered two of the largest drops in uh, approval polling of any president in the last like 40 or 50 years. He mm. suffered the largest drop. That was uh, was that uh, July or August. I can't remember. And then for October, one of the top 10 drops as well. So, I mean, the dude is obviously a loser and Kamala's even worse. Her approval's uh, sub 30 already. <laughs> they can't right. replace him with her. Most voted I, for president in American history, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I forgot the most important question. Did he, in fact, poop his pants and or did he fart in front of Camilla? Do you buy the theories? <laughs> yes, I, I believe those. <laughs> All right. no, I, I, and, and I literally do uh, because yeah. he's pushing 80 years old. He's got dementia and stuff. It's like, you know, <laughs> put two yeah. and two together. <laughs> I, I definitely wanted to talk to you about uh, legacy tech <laughs> And specifically, because I know you're big on alt tech and, and you've done a lot to promote it, but specifically YouTube's decision to uh, remove dislikes from public view. This, of course, being part of a sequence of ridiculous decisions they've made in the last couple of years. But um, they're saying it's to protect the little guys like us from being bullied. Uh, do you what do you think of Susan's decision to stick up for us? Well, we know that that's not true because none of those small creators were ever on the uh, the the. Uh, meeting list that made these decisions. I remember it was over a year ago, they convened a bunch of larger creators, mainly priority creators, people with millions of subs, people who represented corporate brands and stuff. And they said, well, we're going to look for ways to make the platform better. There were no small creators on that list. I don't even know how to define a smaller creator at this point. How does YouTube define it? Right. I was, I wasn't consulted. Neither of you were consulted. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no it's, it's Hassan. It was Hassan Piker and and people like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's as I'm sure you're aware. Anytime you have a problem with YouTube, trying to speak with a person at YouTube, <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> there's a lot of hoops to jump to achieve such a thing. Yeah, they've got so, a chat, but it takes it takes ages to load. It takes ages yeah. to get through to someone, and then you're lucky if you actually get the problem resolved. I had that problem not long ago because I'm in the Netherlands. And so in the United States, that's where the phone is that's linked to the account, literally. Mm. I had to go through hoops in order to reset all the Google codes and stuff oh, like that yeah. in order to even get into my account when I got frozen out because we, we moved. And so, of course, the computer uh, doesn't appear to be in the same location. Google right. said, well, you're not. we need to verify that it's actually you. But you can't use your phone. So here are some other options that we're not even giving you. Who do you think uh, or or what do you think the best alt tech, I guess, specifically video hosting site is at the moment? I know that there's a lot of good new developments coming up, but who's your favorite in that horse race, I suppose, uh, for for YouTube competition? Yeah, all of them. Um, and, I, and I would say that because of this. It's impossible for me to know even like month over month, which one will have innovated more because they're all innovating so much more than the old tech sites like uh, BitChute just improved its uploader. Uh, I, I think literally taking my advice, which was that you needed to have the tags or the search terms and stuff on the upload page, 
Um, Rumble just gobbled up locals. Right. Uh, Mines has gone further into blockchain sort of material. Odyssey is definitely faster and more stable than it was. Uh, I, I can't even say. I like them all. And it seems like the strategy for people making content is you you really have to diversify and make sure that you have a presence Use everywhere. Yeah. Not that I think any of those names that you named are really likely to swing the axe at any of us. But the axes do come from surprising places often these days. Yeah. Um, getting banned I, from DLive and... No, Trove... Well... D Live never. I could banned. never get D. I could never get D Live to work. I, I literally had to have a Twitch channel. <laughs> nah. Well, Trovo. I don't know. Did you see what happened with Trovo? Yeah, they purged a bunch of a uh, bunch of users, didn't they? Yeah, yeah including us. But what they yeah. did, people super chat through Trovo. They kept people's. So they they banned everybody, including us, and locked us out of our account meaning we can't even access the super chat that was sent to us. So they just pocketed money from shows like ours. They did this to dozens and dozens of people. I mean, what what they did wasn't just um, bad or dishonest from a censorship perspective. It was, it was criminal. It was fraudulent. They stole people's money and just ran. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, isn't their site, though, declining now because of that? I, I haven't I gone on so. Trovo since, so there's some testimonies. Because <laughs> you can't, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can. I can watch a stream on it, but it's not. I can't log in. And, of course, why would I ever watch a stream there when I know, I know. that they hate me and uh, decide to steal money from, yeah. from we people who like to watch our D-Live. show? We were What was the deal, though? They, uh, they banned donations? Or briefly demonetize. You couldn't talk politics and, and demonetize. What's or, the uh, point? And, and get uh, financial support, yeah. That sounds um, like VidMe. VidMe did that. Are you, did, did do either of you remember when VidMe, like 2014, 2015, they had all those new users piling on from YouTube after their first wave of ad monetizations. And the, instead of embracing all of the new users, they decided to uh, delist the politics category from trending <sighs> and all those things. And then they died. <laughs> Less I totally forgot about VidMe. Did they go bankrupt? Are they are they not even a company anymore? They don't they don't exist anymore. They uh they went under. Good. Mm. Like good. derp. I wonder why that happened. I know. Yeah. Baffling well, I hope that happens making. to D Live and Trovo, even though we still stream on D Live. Already forgot what Trovo <laughs> even was. Uh, yeah. I don't care about them and their magic. I, I spells literally anymore. never even used it myself. <laughs> I have heard of it decision. and I was like, well, uh yeah. <laughs> I'm already on too many other sites. I, I can't. know. Just managing all, right. all these all platforms. I mean, we just have to keep uh, posting on everything and seeing if something yeah. emerges that's that's going to truly replace YouTube. Still, YouTube is the best uh, platform at this point, which is very depressing. <laughs> we, the competition gets better every day, though, so that's, that's encouraging. True. But um, but yeah, the amount are, of innovation is is massive. Yeah, well, we are out of time, uh, but that's our guest sticks. You can find him on YouTube, Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, wherever you like to watch videos. It's all under Sticks Hexenhammer six six six. Uh, Sticks, is there anywhere else that you'd like to send people looking for your stuff? Yes, if you like books, go to Tarl Warwick uh, Books blog on either Blogspot or WordPress, and you can get your occultism as well. You can well, clank you. your spoon along while you read. <laughs> and of course, yes, be sure to pick up the official clanker mug. Right, you got to yep. get one of those too. All right. Thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. And uh, hope you're doing well. Yep. And to you, too.
Thanks again to our guest, Sticks. You can find his YouTube channel linked atop the description and find him just about anywhere videos are posted under the username StixHexenHammer666. It was good to catch up again. Uh, well, we got to talk some economic news, the uh, the courts, uh, the, the appeals court's decision on the vaccine mandate. But before we get to that, we got to talk Joe and Kamala's gaffes of the week. I assume that you have learned or you've listened to this um, this clip of Joe Biden definitely not referring to Satchel Page as a Negro, which I can say because I'm just if quoting Trump him. said this. <laughs> All right. So, so Joe Biden is giving a Veterans Day speech and he references Satchel Page, a black pitcher uh, who pitched in the Negro Leagues way back when. And Joe accidentally referred to him as, quote, the great Negro at the time. Where, where's my clip here? Hold on. Ooh. Here it is. Here it is. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time. Pitcher in the Negro Leagues went on to become a great pitcher in the pros into the Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. His name was Satchel Page. No. The big old Negro. <laughs> no, no, he didn't say that. No. <laughs> the fact checkers circle the wagons. No, Joe did not refer to Satchel Page as a quote Negro <laughs> during a Veterans Day speech, which he absolutely did. You all heard it. But their claim is, and I think this is probably correct. The president obviously began uh, to say, quote, great Negro League pitcher, but then paused and shifted to saying, at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues. So he just matched. I heard what I heard, okay? No, I, I, I don't think he intentionally, me- I don't think he intended to say the great Negro at the time. Who the fuck knows what he intended to say? He has dementia. Yeah, that's kind of the point. Does he intend to oh. say a damn thing ever? But don't tell me that he did not describe Satchel Page as a Negro during the speech. Because he absolutely did. We all heard it. Uh, anyway, Kamala Harris, probably a little bit less embarrassing, but she's being mocked for supposedly uh, faking a French accent. She was visiting a coronavirus lab in Paris for uh, for whatever reason, unknown reasons. She changed her voice in a weird way. They're saying this is not faking an accent, but you you be the judge. We campaign with the plan. <laughs> uppercase T, uppercase P, the plan. And then the environment is such that we're expected to defend the plan. Okay. Uh, Yeah. One of the journalists covering Kamala Harris says that she always does this emphasis on the word the, like the, the plan. But she's not just saying it was the plan, the plan. The way that she says it is so bizarre. Oh, God. You think it was a fake French accent or what was she doing there? For sure. She just got caught up. She had one too many glasses of champagne on the (laughs) plane. (laughs) All right. Well, we certainly have more important things to worry about as far as what uh, the antics of those two mean for the country. One of which is. Well, uh, unstoppable inflation. I remember a few months ago it was just transitory and we were trying to figure out what's the difference. What's the definitional difference between transitory and transient? I think those were yeah. the words they kept yep. using. doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Same damn thing. You're paying more for everything that you need to buy. And October was yet another record month. What are the numbers? Well, everybody knows the consumer price index. It's um, 
the basket of products from gasoline to healthcare, groceries, rents, what, what, what consumers need. So the Labor Department on Wednesday reported that it's hit its highest point in more than 30 years. 30 years. The last 30 years, we've had some ups and downs economically. That, that's a yeah. really bad review. Um, so the CPI rose 6.2% from one year ago, the most since December 1990. The Dow Jones estimated 5.9%, which is still astonishing. Um, and it increased 0.9% on a monthly basis. The estimate was 0.6% on a monthly basis. And then when you take out food and energy, I don't know why anybody would do this. They call it the core CPI. That was up 0.6%. The estimate was 0.4%. Annual core inflation ran at a 4.6% pace. Fuel prices up 12.3%, um, 59.1% increase over the past year. All right. Well, you know, that's the price you pay for your uh, awesome increasing wages. We're supposed to celebrate that 5% increase in wages for workers. Uh, it doesn't mean much when inflation is rising at the pace that it is exceeding the rise in your wages. But the other piece of good news that we're supposed to take away from this is because we're all getting paid so much more and or saved so much over the pandemic. We can afford it. Inflation doesn't Incredible. matter if you can afford it. This according to apologists like stephanie rule on nbc this morning she said quote the dirty little secret here while nobody likes to pay more on average we have the money to do so household savings hit a record high over the pandemic well number <laughs> one the reason we may have more at least in the number of dollars is exactly and precisely because at least in part of government funny money injected into the economy so maybe the number is higher the question is what is the value of the individual dollar yeah that is not necessarily going up uh and so having more money doesn't necessarily mean what it used to number two even if we do actually have more uh it, that, that, that doesn't mean that it's right for you to take it from us this it's well you can afford being stolen from you have ten thousand right. dollars i only took a hundred that doesn't that's not good either. It doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't mean that uh, this is a proper path to be on. But we're just supposed to believe that um, that we can uh, afford it, I guess, in part because we have better jobs now. That's the other piece of economic news. There was some decent jobs numbers uh, a week or two ago uh, as far as um, jobs that were being created. But the other jobs number that uh, that is is a little concerning or very concerning is the fact that people keep quitting their jobs at a record yeah. pace. So we already saw this in August. There were 4.3 million people who quit their jobs in August. This is 3% of the, of the nation's mm -hmm. workforce, by the way, that increased uh, in September to 4.4 million people quitting their jobs. And the spin here is that, Oh, this is, this is perceived as a sign of worker confidence when people begin to leave the jobs that they hold What? because the vast majority of them are quitting for a new position because there's such a labor shortage that work, that employers are competing to give people awesome wages and benefits. And so people are quitting their jobs to take new ones. Number one, that doesn't necessarily explain uh, a, a still low labor force participation rate. Um, but number two, even if it is true that we are getting new jobs, despite that, or we're, we're, we're filling these jobs or people are getting new jobs to them, I should say, uh, people switching jobs is still a, 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 uh, a force of volatility. Right. So even, right. even if people are getting new jobs, that's a job that you're not necessarily experienced in. What does that mean? There's time to train you. There are costs of efficiency. It still means that you're a, that company's ability to produce their product or service 
is still compromised somewhat because they're taking on new people to do it. That contributes to product and service and and labor shortages that we've seen. And nowhere does this labor department uh, or this AP report, or I, I haven't read the full labor department report, so I shouldn't say that, but at least this AP report on the labor department's report, it does not mention, uh, an obviously relevant factor. I'm not saying the entire factor, but it's gotta be something which is the vaccine mandate uh, or mandates, both the ones that employers have implemented themselves and the ones implemented for government workers as well. And people Uh, anticipating the implementation of said programs as well. Yeah. The one that Biden is trying to ram through right now. So I'm not saying vaccine mandates have caused 4.3 million people to quit their jobs, but they've caused some people to quit their jobs. That's got to be a factor in this record number of quits. And it's not mentioned. We're just going to pretend that that doesn't happen. God. And the the silver lining, or at least um, a piece of good news, is that it appears that the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals is intent on stopping the enforcement of at least the OSHA vaccine mandate. So this is Joe Biden's vaccine mandate that he issued uh, a couple weeks ago, announced it in September, but issued it a couple weeks ago, uh, that employers with 100 workers or more must mandate their workers get the vaccine, private sector employers. And that, of course, was challenged immediately. We've talked about that uh, in the weeks since. But where Is this going so- to help federal employees at all? Not federal employees, but people who work for large companies, 100 workers. What about with this, precedent? Uh, well, this this has nothing to do with the um, this has nothing to do with the mandate for federal workers or contractors. Right. This right. Is, but but if they bring lawsuits forward after this, after they've established that this is um, unconstitutional, couldn't they cite this as precedent? I would assume, but we have to wait for this to get to the Supreme Court, which people are saying legal experts, I'm told, say it will. It will be heard. That's what the prediction is. Okay. But um, where this stood at, we talked about this last weekend because late last week, that three judge panel in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals had issued a temporary stay on the order saying this shouldn't be enforced until Team Biden responds. Team Biden did respond on Monday and they said that if they can't enforce the vaccine mandate, what was the exact language? Uh, not, delaying implementation, quote, would likely cost dozens or even hundreds of lives per day as the virus spreads. Do our bidding or hundreds Definitely. will die per day. OK, so they they submitted that to the court. The court was not persuaded and the court reaffirmed that this mandate on private businesses is, quote, fatally flawed and staggeringly overbroad arguing that the requirements likely exceed the authority of the federal government and raise, quote, serious constitutional concerns. The court also wrote in part, the mandate is a one size fits all sledgehammer that makes hardly any attempt to account for differences in workplaces and workers that have more than a little bearing on workers, varying degrees of susceptibility to the supposedly, quote unquote, grave danger the mandate purports to address. Now it should be noted, at least I'm told that the fifth circuit leans conservative. That is the perception. However, I have a hard time believing if this gets appealed to the Supreme court, eventually that the Supreme court is just going to say that this is, this is fine. Uh, they've punted a lot of things. This is, this would be, this would be um, quite the case, not just this case specifically, but the vaccine mandates overall for them not to address it would be uh, an, a complete dereliction of duty. How hopeful are you that this is going to suspend ma- vaccine mandates I'm in the pretty, private and public spe- sector? I'm pretty confident the courts, the federal courts, will actually get this right. I'm not confident that it will matter as a, in any practical sense because, number one, the enforcement has already begun by 
if your if your employer tells you that they're going to do this, I mean, that's fine. They can do that. How many unwilling businesses out there are going to do it because Joe Biden tell, told them to? There are some, sure. Um, but even for those people who are maybe are doing it only because Joe Biden tells them to, the White House press secretary, the the um, diversity hire Jen Psaki, who was filling in for actual Jen Psaki, who had coronavirus, said this week when asked whether employers should uh, put off in, uh, implementing this vaccine mandate, she said, quote, people should not wait. They should continue to move forward and make sure they're getting their workplace vaccinated. In other words, don't listen to the courts. Just do what we tell you to do. These are things that if Trump had done would be labeled fascist immediately. Right, and exactly. honestly, with some legitimacy, you ha- you can't just disregard the institutions of the country and act like the courts have no say over what is and isn't legal and claim to be faithful mm-hmm. to our structure of government and the Constitution itself. But they'll do it yeah. anyway. Yeah. Do you... Um, do you have any would a would the Supreme Court striking this down do anything for your enthusiasm or does it not matter at this point? Mm, maybe. I mean, I don't have any faith in any government institution, so my expectations could not be lower. But if one of them pulled through it, hmm. wouldn't do any damage to my morale. Also of note that Twitter misled on the legality of this the whole time. If you went on Twitter in October or really anytime between September and now frequently atop the trending section, they had this little blurb about Biden's vaccine mandate for workers is supported by legal precedents. Experts say, well, not the experts sitting on the fifth circuit court of appeals, right. I guess, but this, this paragraph here goes on to cite the 1905 Supreme court case of Jacobson versus Massachusetts. I won't go through that again. Cause we've mentioned it a million times on the show, but just to reiterate quick, quickly, Jacobson is a case about a city ordinance in Massachusetts that was handled under state law. Mm-hmm. And Jacobson had concluded that that was within the police powers under the 10th amendment of the state of Massachusetts to do that. What are we dealing with in this case? Federal government. The federal yeah. government has yeah. never done this sort of thing. It's not clear that they have the 10th Amendment power to do it. That's number one. But number two, if they were to do it, presumably that would take an act of Congress. These are things mm-hmm. that Jacobson is silent on, by the way. You can't right. just have some administrative agency decree it extra legislatively. Right. Jacobson is has nothing to say about the really legally uh, controversial parts of this mandate. But we're just going to act like it's obviously legal because Jack Dorsey and VJJ told us that it is. <laughs> So um, that's that's where we stand on the vaccine mandate. There's not going to be any enforcement of this for a good long while. Of course, Joe Biden had said January 4th. My guess is this gets struck down by the Supreme Court sometime in the relatively near future. And that's kind of the end of that. But it probably won't matter because everybody will have been vaccinated by then. That's the whole point, isn't it? Yeah. As a practical matter, I don't think it's going to do much. Um, But these people will probably still find creative ways to throw a booster mandate at you or something like that later. Anyway, uh, you ready to talk a little hoax hate? Sure. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Olympic gymnast Suni Lee is the first, is it Hmong? I never know how to say that. Hmong, yeah. Okay, it's the first Hmong American Olympian. And she said in an interview with Pop Sugar this week, 
that she was the target of an anti-Asian hate crime or a hate incident in Los Angeles last month. Let me find the exact language here. Oh, she's She's the one that took um, Simone Biles' place. Oh, when Simone Biles walked out, that was her? I have to replace one tiny race-baiting bitch with another tiny (laughs) race-baiting bitch. Is that what you're telling me? No, this definitely happened. You Mm -hmm. see, she and her friends, all of whom are Asian, were waiting for an Uber somewhere in L.A. And a group in a car driving by yelled anti-Asian slurs at them and sprayed her with pepper spray, according to this interview. She and her friends, quote, were startled by a group speeding by in a car yelling racist slurs like Ching Chong and insisting they go back to where they came from. One passenger, Suni says, sprayed her arm with pepper spray as the car sped off. What kind of rims did this car have? (laughs) There there have been some anti-Asian incidents of color in California specifically in recent times, so maybe more legitimate than I'm Were they spinning? We don't have a description of the attackers. Although, in fairness, mm. I had Walmart no, spinners rims. on. Were the rims I know. spinning? I'm talking. I had Walmart spinners on my car in high school. Those were cool. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. It was a joke, of course. Plastic spinners. You know, they broke off in the snow. It was on an Oldsmobile <laughs> car. My spinners broke off in the snow. Okay, as long as it was a joke, I'm fine was, with that. Yeah, it was ironic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Suni Lee says, "I was so mad." But there was nothing I could do to or there's nothing I could do or control because they skirted off. She recalls, I didn't do anything to them and having the reputation. It's so hard because I didn't want to do anything that could get me in trouble. I just let it happen. Even the basic premise here is very hard to understand. They were startled by a group speeding by in a car yelling racist slurs like Ching Chong. But then they (laughs) sprayed her in the arm with pepper spray as they sped off. So did they stop when you say speeding by? Did they do this multiple times or did in one pass? Did they yell Ching Chong and throw (laughs) a spray pepper spray at her at a distance? And with all that speed, it only got some on her arm. It's like that face burn chick. Remember that? The fat, oh, yeah. Althea Bernstein. That's, I can't believe you remember that. I oh, remember her because yeah. the NFL celebrated her as a victim. Right. Of, yeah. Yeah. And then she had all these yeah. weird burn marks that were clearly self-inflicted. Yeah. The story's bullshit. I don't know. Maybe it's true. Black people are into saying ching chong to Asian people. <laughs> We've seen a few episodes yeah. a couple times. By the way, though, will any of her friends verify the story? That would be an element of evidence for me. As far as I can tell, none of them have. And I don't see any evidence of a police report to investigate or verify what actually happened here. And as I mentioned, and will emphasize, no description of the attackers. So you could interpret that one of two ways. Didn't happen. Can't describe them because it didn't happen. Or maybe it did happen, but it doesn't really fit the narrative that you want to present. So you're going to just exclude that information. I don't know. I have one more here, and that is uh, out of Eagle Mountain, Utah. This is south of Salt Lake City. Facebook is currently building a data center there. But this week, in a porta potty, threatening racist graffiti was discovered, briefly halting the construction. Why? Start with breaking news off the top here. Yeah, a racist threat at a large construction site in Utah County sent more than 1,000 workers home today. This is happening at the Facebook data center in Eagle Mountain and involves racist graffiti. The Utah County Sheriff's Office now on the case. The likelihood that somebody's going to follow through on that might be low, but we have to consider the possibility that somebody might intend to follow through on that. The folks at Facebook, like I said, are very concerned about it. They called a meeting with the workers today 
and uh, they have offered a reward of $50,000 to anybody who can provide information that helps to identify what? the person that wrote that. <laughs> the sheriff's office says it was someone spray-painted a yeah. violent racial threat against African-Americans on a porta potty and saying to do so on November By the way, real quick. Wrote that. Uh, Look at the image. They're saying this was a minor detail, but that's not spray painted. She describes it as spray painted. Yeah, is it Sharpie? says someone spray painted a violent racial threat against African-Americans on a porta potty and saying to do so on November 29th. Facebook gathered the 1,300 <laughs> construction workers on the site and told them about it, then sent them home. Deputies say the construction site is secure, so they think someone on the inside is responsible. Okay. Seriously? Script Scribblings inside a porta potty are breaking news. First story of the night for a major American city. Salt Lake is not an insignificant oh, place for this to be All the number one story. Of the construction workers must have been so pissed off. They're getting sent home over this. I hope the leave was paid. Yeah, my God. Uh, were you able to tell what it says? No, I had to read the notes. Kill an N word day. Eleven twenty nine. It's coming up. It is coming have, up. Have you had, did you uh, buy your gifts for the holiday? Not, I know it's not a big yet, day for you. <laughs> when, when, by the way, coincidentally, uh, Kill an N-Word Day, November 29th, is mm. also the start of Jesse Smollett's trial. Is that a coincidence or is Jesse being targeted by this porta potty sharpie? No. Are they sure that it's not November 18th because that's Julius Jones' sentencing date? Oh. His execution date, rather. <laughs> okay. As you noted, 50 thousand dollars for a scribble inside of Obscene. a porta potty Obscene. it's actually one of the cleaner porta potties in uh, porta potty interiors that i've seen i would say it doesn't look like it was all that bad um but uh, you know as always with these cases the question is have you people never been to a sketchy roadside gas station or a porta potty in general isn't or it just a sixth grade bathroom right isn't it just commonly known that offensive and weird things are written on these bathroom walls? You always see that. Um, and, and you wonder if $50,000 reward, if they caught the guy, is this even prosecutable? I mean, this is the lowest possible vandalism charge. It's really nonspecific. I mean, perhaps because there was a date. It doesn't say like kill this specific N word. <laughs> yeah. 1,300 workers off the site. Now, I dug into this a little bit more. The, the uh, what's this guy's title? The public information officer for the Utah County Sheriff's Office posted some information about this on Twitter, and a guy responded, White Lives Matter. And <laughs> the public information officer responded to him, quote, but we must recognize the fact that people aren't generally writing bathroom wall graffiti that says, quote, kill a cracker day, 1129. So oh, I'm sure there are. They so are. in that light, mm -hmm. your statement is insensitive and at the very least uh, insensitive at the very least and should be kept to yourself. I feel well, like he's really overthinking it. Thank you. Uh, but first of all, I guarantee you'll find kill a cracker vandalism on various bathrooms. If you look um, but if there was kill a cracker, if this situation was the exact same and said, kill a cracker day, 1129, is there a work stoppage? Is there no. a $50,000 reward? No. Is there a no police investigation a at all? Oh God. A waste of everybody's time and, and money. Black lives matter must be said, uh, coercively. So in many circumstances, you will say this, you will affirm this. However, if you just say white lives matter, even on Twitter, that is uh, that is an offense that is to be corrected by the sheriff's office. 
Now, I know he's not really policing speech here. He's just tweeting. But why is why is correcting a random guy's White Lives Matter tweet the business of the Utah County Sheriff's Office? Yeah. Why? Hmm. Your tax dollars at work. Well, it is that time. Uh, We'll get into the movie review. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. (laughs) This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. This week's movie is 1986's Short Circuit, in which a prototype military robot gets struck by lightning, refuses to obey its programming, and develops its own intelligence and moral conscience. From the Ugh. movie picker, Whiskey Noodle, he says, uh, this is a nostalgic movie from, from my childhood. It's something me and my siblings would quote to each other often. Nothing too challenging, just a movie I can turn my brain off and watch. It's also something I look forward to showing my infant son when he gets a bit older. So, as always, your thoughts and your rating. Oh, man. I'm going to break some hearts tonight. Um, I can appreciate an 80s flick with themes of robot sentience. As much as the next gal, especially because I love Star Trek, the next generation. Um, But I could not get into this. I was like, oh, when is this going to be over? Also, it's like 20 minutes until showtime. And I need to write this (laughs) review because I forgot to watch this movie. I had to watch Uh, it on 5x speed. and I couldn't tell what the hell he was saying. (laughs) No, I I did make it through. Uh, Ali Sheedy's character was so fucking annoying. So annoying. I wanted to smash her face. The end. I hope you didn't like this movie because I have a lot of things to say. Um, I wanted to smash her face the whole time. I am happy that they didn't go into like a robot romance. Is territory that would have been for weird. like yeah. for like half a minute. I was a little worried about that. Like they did they're dancing dance. and stuff, and I'm yeah. like, I don't know. Um, but this was a totally harmless movie and the only people i think it could possibly appeal to are people that have childhood nostalgia for it so i kind of understand i understand that um there were these themes of like militaristic overreach and the potential for damage to humanity that could come with with having a robot army and things like that but i thought these themes were basically superficial I mean, they weren't really addressed in any meaningful way. Um, and they had this opportunity to have this light, this lighthearted movie. I know it was a kid's movie, but like a, a lighthearted movie and still address these kind of deeper themes. Maybe I'm, I'm just reading into it too much, but like I couldn't even get any, any superficial enjoyment from this movie. I was like, this is painful. I want to be dead. Two out of five. Two out of five is your rating. All right. Uh, my summary, and I'll be quick here. We're actually on very, we have a very similar perception and <gasps> reception really of this okay. movie. My summary in general is I get it if you're a 10 year old in the 80s. I am not a 10 year old in the 80s. So this exactly. movie does not yeah. do very much for me, but there were a few, a few redeeming pieces uh, of a film. The that white I think- guy posing as an Indian. That was top keck. <laughs> have to good. talk about that. Did you know about that beforehand or did you spot I did not. It? I was like, that guy's fucking white or maybe Jewish. I can't really figure it out. Who is it? Let me look. It's Fisher Stevens. Yeah. Um, And and I don't know that I would have spotted him unless I knew beforehand. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This thin neck guy from Succession. And he is disavowed. I'll get into that a minute. But things I can... Things I can appreciate. I can respect the robot. uh, If you read the review, there were a lot of achievements in designing and um, producing this robot. And... 
it was clearly in effect. Uh, it was clearly influential. In my opinion, Wally is basically a ripoff of Johnny Five. But the oh, Wally yeah. okay. scriptwriter denies any intentional similarity and says that he only saw Short Circuit once. Okay. So I respect the achievement that is the robot. I think I think that's great. And there was clearly a lot of work that went into it at a time where you had to physically make a lot of things. You couldn't just digitally produce them. So that was pretty cool. The brown face character, as I mentioned, he's actually uh, Fisher Stevens. And had I not known beforehand, I might have thought it was an Indian guy just kind of exaggerating. No, it was. I was not the only one who found it to be fairly convincing. Apparently, Aziz Ansari thought for years in his childhood that short circuit and short circuit two had an Indian lead role or a significant Indian character. And he was devastated to learn later that the guy is not Indian. And earlier this year, Fisher Stevens disavowed the performance says he regrets wearing brown face and it haunts him. He says that he still thinks short circuit is a really good movie, but he would never do that part again. I also appreciated Ah. it. Early life check. He's a white Jewish kid from Chicago. Oh, and sorry that the, that I said that thing about his neck because he had non Hodgkin's lymphoma. That's why he's a really skinny neck. <laughs> Thanks Whoops. for clarifying. Uh, I did appreciate at the end of their grand their grand plan is to run away to Montana. But please do your part and tell everyone that it <laughs> sucks. sucks. Terrible here. I have some evidence to that effect in the review. Uh, I, I'm glad that you said Stephanie is annoying and lame because good. All she does is complain and lecture other people while contributing yeah. nothing. And it's she's like, no just lying. don't lie. She's just frumpy. If you're going to be that annoying too. and useless, you better be way more attractive. The ratio yeah. is all off. She is not a good character. And a yeah. lot of the premises, you know, I'm probably getting I'm probably falling into the logic trap in this. But a lot of the premises just didn't make any sense. It's like, we got to send the whole dozens of, of soldiers after him to stop the robot. And we fire a million rounds into him. But nobody ever tried just walking up and turning him off. Like, why, why can't we do that? <laughs> but I, I have this screenshot. Maybe the soldiers were just incompetent. They, they shoot their rifles, their M16s, by holding the magazine on the end. So the, the, clearly these are not marksmen who are shooting at the robot. And. I thought the love story was just lame. Uh, Newton and um, and Stephanie hardly even talk to each other. And it's really superficial when they do. And half the time she's pissed off at him when they do. But then, then all of a sudden they're in love, love story yeah. and they're moving away to Montana together. I get it. It's a it's a kid's movie. You don't make it too complex. The prince and the princess get together in the end. Trouble is, she's not a princess. She's not a prize at all. And if this is truly a kid's movie, not that I'm. I'm not the purity police here, but there was a lot of weirdly sexualized and creepy references. Creepy Indian man. He says something about his, um, his big Woody or something like that. Tremendous Woody is Mm, the quote. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Disney was at least subtle with their presentation of, of penis clouds. You know, you really had to look for them or whatever. You know, the, the guy with the boner in, um, (laughs) yeah. In little mermaid. In this case, the line is just, he doesn't they're talking they're talking about what newton did with stephanie like oh did you kiss her he says something like oh did she stick her tongue down your throat and he's like oh no 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 get in tell me all the details i have a tremendous woody right now it wasn't even so uh, uh. so actually we do agree on the rating my rating is a two wiki It's definitely a no for me, dog. And I suspect that for its biggest fans, this is a nostalgia trip. I understand why. If I saw it when I was young, I probably would appreciate it too. But but to me, like you said, there's just not a lot of depth to this, um, either in its presentation or in its story. 
seeing a lot of people in the live chat saying that Ali Sheedy is attractive. Ali Sheedy is not attractive. She's never been attractive in any movie I've ever seen her in. Her chin is so pointy, she could open a can of beans with it. Unattractive. Not this movie. Definitely not this movie. But let let me see uh, what the audience rating so far is. Um, Mostly threes. Mostly threes, but most people are the the ones and the twos are way down low. So people are in something between the three and the five range. So maybe we're wrong. I don't know. Uh, Next week is Demolition Man, which I'm excited to watch. I'm told it's very relevant currently. So we will check that out for next Sunday. And next up, the nominations. This will be Whiskey Noodles last week of eligibility for nominations. So if any of these movies appeal to you, make sure you head over and vote because they're going to disappear after that. Starship Troopers, Tombstone. Heat, Escape from New York, The Lost Boys, A Scanner Darkly, or of course you can reject the list and vote Wildcard. I did have to refresh the vote on this because earlier today I have been informed by some listeners. I saw some evidence of vote fortification going on. It it appears maybe the vote was being manipulated. Why? So I had to refresh the vote and, and apply some additional security checks. So if you voted before the stream tonight... You might want to go back and check because I had to refresh it. You'll want to vote again. But as a friendly reminder uh, and a friendly request, please be respectful to the show and your fellow listeners and do not <laughs> attempt to manipulate the vote. That, that'll that kill the bit if we do that. I understand people are passionate about their movie choices, but if we... I only suspect that this happened, but if we if we try to take it over with one person's individual veto, it really kills the bit for everybody. So please don't do that. Can't kill the bit. It's a new bit. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda. And you know, if there are new additions we want to do later, we will certainly keep a, uh, our mind open to that. But as a reminder, if you would like to read my movie reviews, comment on how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie and sign up for the chance to nominate the movies for the month. The one and only place to do that is my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. And we're all set. Let's catch up with chat. Sure. I've got to say this again. Biden's ask rack. Anyone seen some gaffes or laptops or diaries waiting to be exposed? I might need, need those back. The FBI will get those back for you. They'll do it. They'll spend all their resources and energies doing it for you. Um, Epic bonkers. Smash the like button harder than the blah, blah mandates. I see what you did there. I don't even. What's that reference? That one's beyond me. I don't know. Apparently we can't talk about the vaccine mandates or monetized or something. But our show is not. We don't have to follow the same rules. I can never tell. Uh, I don't know. The the shows I think are going to get us banned are fully monetized, and the shows that are relatively innocent are the ones that Susan doesn't like. So I, I can genuinely never say almost anything that I want to on the show, and it's just it's just never a problem. Susan loves the Pikes on Heads talk. She can't. Get she enough. does. Yeah. Right, Jimmy, pikes. did I say Pikes on Heads? Heads on Heads pikes. on Pikes. Yeah, it's that time of night. I won't correct you because it's rude. Um, and also that's what I was saying in my brain. Uh, Jimmy says, head of Ontario's virus science table just called for, get this, two weeks to slow the spread. Oh, <laughs> so it's 15 days time. to slow the spread to electric boogaloo here in Canada. How ridiculous. I'm sure. We just do it a little bit harder just this time. a little time. more. Just give up to the government a little bit more. Yukon Don, a big donation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Appreciate it. We love you. You're very special. Media is already creating a narrative. Our articles blaming heart attacks, change, cannabis use, pandemic stress, and bacon are popping up now. 
listen, if I didn't die from a cannabis induced heart attack, nobody on the planet ever will <laughs> ever will. Uh, it's just not possible. Um, that's all retarded. Yeah. Bacon. Chubby Stubby, my prediction following YouTube's lead, Yelp removes all ratings under four stars from view by default. It doesn't change our app's functionality at all, says Yelp CEO. Well, only places like Walmart, Applebee's, uh, I don't know, McDonald's, those places will all have their their reviews heavily curated. But if you run yeah. your own, you know, personal sandwich shop, yep, uh, they don't care about you. Dead M as smaller as a smaller creator, Susan can bite me. P.S. If you want to fall asleep to me playing pokemon i wouldn't mind that is dead m there you go chubby stubby um rittenhouse prosecution's next exhibit will probably be a twitch stream of call of duty gameplay and claim it's kyle tells judge defense should have to disprove it with their own expert yeah i love that video game line of questioning it's like (laughs) every dude i know every guy i know has played call of duty like what's the deal here some of the best memes there's so many good memes of all of them squinting at the image trying to figure out what it is but in some of them they're holding xbox controllers and you know they're they're playing call of duty and all their their gamer tags it was like finger finger binger 69 and kyle was of course four doors more four doors more and and the judge was i think based cookies 420 there were a whole bunch of good ones oh someone had the name n-word pass but it was e-n-w-a-r-d pass like like edward pass but it was n-word pass pretty creative good uh jonathan prezios can you please talk about the fact the fbi was spying on us all this time with drones they've been trying to keep that on the dl and i don't think that people realize it. i just assume that everything i do is um being spied on at all times so i take no measures to um hide any of my behavior because why bother fbi big fans of this show i'm told but yeah Mm. to the point they've had presumably surveillance footage on all sorts of major episodes of strife and unrest And uh, funny, you don't see a lot of it. You just see this one in the case where it's the least applicable. If anything, that footage should be used to convict the people who attacked or at least the ones who survived who attacked Kyle Rittenhouse. But it doesn't matter. This probably could have exonerated James Fields. It probably shows Heather some, Heyer like, like two seconds before the car. It shows Heather Heyer pointing her AR at James Fields <laughs> moments before he defended himself. Yeah, really? I'm sure uh canary in the coal mine that guy um robin d banks last night an ewok stole my wife you look gorgeous this evening blonde you look all right too i don't know what that means it means that i'm i'm looking stellar i'm looking no the the ewok well i was just taking the opportunity to gloat oh yep uh i missed the chat your beard is the perfect length i will say it's it's a little too long right now it's a little i I trimmed it for a minute all right Uh, i'll take your expertise my wife ewok stole my wife does that mean anything to you uh no other than it's a close approximation of there was a certain song about a certain thief of color of a bike you remember that one oh okay sounds okay. kind of like that okay i don't think it's a uh, reference to that though i don't know and ewok might steal a wife ewoks are very cute they're so cute um bravo victor says my 14 year old son's observation dad the gays get a month and the blacks get a month but you're a veteran you get a day Yes, son. People get months for being born a certain way. People who earn something get a day. That's depressing. But also your son is insightful and you should be proud. And thank you for serving the country and and for raising him right. Polaris uh, 589. Um, Imagine your life depending on a jury discerning what's going on in a blurry as fuck picture. I know. 
Kyle right now is probably over there like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I know there was people think that Kyle was fake crying. I think it was a show, whatever. Even if it was fake, the amount of stress that you have to be under knowing that you face potential life imprisonment based on 12 people's interpretation of this joke photo, the amount of yeah. stress that you're under, in addition to the, the, the stress of just recalling the event in which you were forced to kill two people and could have been four depending on where the, the bullets landed. Um, yeah, I, I, it, it, for everybody outside, it, it, it could be a joke. For Kyle, it's hard to imagine laughing at a lot of these things. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. If the judge is biased in favor of the Constitution, then what's the problem? I'm in favor of dismissal with prejudice, mistrial, by the way of constitutional violation. We'll see uh, tomorrow. I'm excited. Well, and of course, you, you need that uh, mistrial with prejudice. If you're going to get a mistrial declared... You don't want this case coming back because it's hard to imagine the prosecution doing a worse job. If they had another clean swing, they can only do better yeah. than they did in this case. So you want this to get a decision. You want to get an acquittal here. Um, Robin D. Banks. Matt and I once made cookies. He beat my dough like it owed him money. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Thank you. Long Tong Chan. A child rapist, a wife beater, and a thief walk into a bar and Kyle Rittenhouse says, shots are on me. <laughs> worked out something like that by the way not to get too graphic but i i knew that joseph rosenbaum had some sort of um pedophilia related charge uh, conviction it was bad I, wasn't it? i knew that the details are very bad okay this is not like uh it, 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 this is not anything close it's as bad like as you she can was imagine. 17 and i was 21 it's as bad as you can imagine that's all i'll say without getting too graphic you what? can look up be the more, details be more sp- oh, fine all right uh, it's, uh, it's okay. It's little boys and it's things going into things. All right. That, that's what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, Kyle Rittenhouse has killed the right, the right people. Too bad it wasn't three out of three though. But it's, it's important to observe. There's a huge percentage of society that thinks things would be more just and better off if Kyle was dead and Joseph Rosenbaum was running around still putting things in boys things. I know. I they know. would prefer that. Yeah. Truly okay. astonishing. Robin D. Banks, I'm just going to read all of yours in order. Except one of them's in German, and I'm not reading that. <laughs> we'll send that money back, but I'm not reading that. Um, Matt, check your inbox. Sorry for such strange super chats tonight. Some are some of the ones I did earlier got blocked by Susan for some reason. Hmm. Also said, imagine thinking that deleting a photo from a phone actually deletes the photo. It just deletes the hard drive address. That's one app away from getting the photos back because they're still there oof that's a frightening yeah and it assumes they never went to some cloud they never left the phone in any way yeah yep esoterica unbound looking at the enhanced image it's clear that kyle is standing next to a dwarf who for some reason is holding a beer on his head kyle appears to be attempting to knock the beer off that's clear provocation i think we need to get kyle back on the stand to explain how he had the help of all these magical creatures that i know as as the photo clearly shows unicorns bigfoot by the way, yeah. I prefer the plural term big feet, not big foots, in case we were. Oh, gonna... yeah. It's a longstanding debate, but I like big feet, even though technically, grammatically, it's wrong. Big feet sounds cooler. It would be big foots. Yes. Grammatically. Yes. Okay. Uh, which sounds I, I just like big feet, plural big feet. All right. Fine. Lots of big feet in that photo. Ra- Radio ruin. The proud to be an American song has been used in an official capacity by the U.S. forever. They played it in Navy boot camp when we passed the final test. It was pretty gay. It's not a Trump <laughs> song. Yeah, I, I know. I know. 
I think they played it at the Marine Corps ball like two years ago. Uh, Logan Orr, mm. if Rittenhouse is convicted, I'll be putting a grand on his books. If we can't save him, we might as well make his time in prison. Awesome. That's true. Mm. We did send some money to that, that guy that murdered the, um, the pedophile. I don't my remember. Mom. No, my mom and I did. There was oh, some guy. Wait, which guy? Was, there was some guy that um, murdered a pedophile and then uh, apparently he murdered a pedophile in jail, but he was in there for something else for some weed oh, crime. Okay. And we sent a bunch of money to his commissary. That's what it was. This was a few years ago. Okay. Let me on the live chat if you remember the details on that. We probably shouldn't have done that. Well, I was thinking there's that one case where the, it straight up happens on camera, the gun to the head case. But this, this sounds no, like No, no, that, that guy raped that guy's son. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, something like that. I can't remember the specifics. Um, but you know, justice in court and all that. Uh, two A education. Hey guys, I appreciate your hard work as always, and we appreciate you too. You as well. Two A edu for fantastic Second Amendment content. Appreciate it. Tibbeth says Lukashenko is a literal dictator. Been to Minsk. Sad place. Uh, not all ethnically homogenous places are Eden. That is all great show, guys. I know. So little about this that I can't even opine. Yeah, I don't know much either, unfortunately. Uh, Tisaris, um, I don't have to watch even one second of the trial to know that Rittenhouse is guilty of shooting those <laughs> poor black men. I know. I, I was I was browsing through the hashtag Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty, and you realize that all of the thousands of people blue checks tweeting in there have watched a collective zero minutes of zero. the trial between them. Yeah. They still, I swear to God, they're parodies of themselves. They're all NPCs literally <laughs> saying state lines, illegal gun, state yeah. lines, illegal gun. And even if I grant those premises, you don't forfeit your right to defend yourself merely because you have an illegal firearm. You right, could have those right. charges brought against you, but it mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're a murderer. You're right. Exactly. I can grant it's your premise. Oh God. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. God. I can only handle um, about five minutes in that world before i have to leave uh negro faggot if joe biden can say it i can right um, yeah that's acceptable. the prosecution is clearly throwing the case because of a bias against rosenbaum after he called the prosecutor out by name shoot me binger shoot me binger <laughs> etc that is i heard it or could it have been dinger you never Maybe. know Evan Thompson, I followed Actual Justice Warrior for four or five years, and I even sent an email to Matt like three years ago to get him on the show. Glad you guys know him now. I, I cannot believe I didn't know him, but here we are. Glad to hear the interview went well. Matthew Self, what are your ideas on Biden trying to replace Jay Powell when in the middle of tapering to try to control inflation? I haven't followed it very much. This is the Fed chair, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, so I don't know who he's replacing him with. Is it really going to matter? Yeah. I mean, all of these people are generally a part of the same school of thought. This is the same guy. We talk about how we were dissecting the differences between the definitions of transitory or transient. He was part yeah. of that because yeah, he, he used was. both words, as I recall. So it's not going to. Who else could they put in that's going to do less for us? When I say transitory, it just means that the rate of increase in the future will be not as bad. Uh, oh, thanks. I look forward to that. <laughs> Son of the wolf. Just sitting here loading mags, waiting for the party to start. I did just buy the engagement ring for my soon-to-be fiancé, so silver lining. Good job. Rings and ammunition, proper order of priorities. That is. Well done. Good discipline. Long Don John, uh, regarding the jury doxing video, that guy should have had his phone confiscated indefinitely. It's not hard to recover deleted files from devices. Even a tech millenni-boomer like me can do it. 
Yeah. And and again, that's assuming he was the only guy. He is not mm-hmm. the only guy doing this. You had George Floyd's claimed nephew or whoever that guy. There have been all kinds of videos over yeah. social media and claims people threatening that they're going to do this. Exactly. So you got to imagine those are going to materialize and or have already materialized. It's going to be a rough week for that jury. Yep. Um, incompetent hands. I'll listen later at work on my speaker. Your show is quite popular. Can't wait for the sticks interview and blondes interview with Sean was good. Still laughing about Mercedes spelt with a Z. I know I was proud of myself because in the comments I wrote Mercedes nuts and <laughs> I laughed for is like Is that one minutes. of the people in the story? No, uh, Julius Jones incorrectly spelled Mercedes with a Z and then did the same thing uh, like oh. seven years later. You know, dumb black person nonsense. Um, knuckle honky bunk. Uh, her story doesn't make make much sense. It's a humong joke. It's a humong it joke. <laughs> doesn't make how much sense. The humong story. It's a good one. <laughs> you guys. That honky bunk, man. <laughs> when life gives you Don Lemon, make... No, sorry, What's let me get it correct. When life... Gives you Don Lemon, give Lemon AIDS. Lemon AIDS, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't that funny. Why am I laughing? Okay, epic bonkers. Matt and I once made love while signing off on a $27 billion terrorism bill for Al Qaeda that didn't even include the $200 porta potty graffiti bill. Uh, yeah. Ethan it- Johnson. Next generation is trash. Deep Space Nine is the only work- worthwhile trek of that era. I haven't watched Deep Space Nine, but I, uh, I guess I will. Okay. Dash, I don't dash. know. Don't look to me for Star Trek support. It'd be okay with doing away with doing away with the thank you for our service bit and having to pretend my freedom has been secured by soldiers losing wars for Wall Street. I'd be okay. That's what I'm well, I, mean, I, I will always do it. It's a it's a gesture for country and for the values that this country is uh allegedly founded to defend and protect, or at least that was the premise. But it's it's a gesture and a sacrifice that I myself have not made. So yeah, me too. does that mean that every use of our military has been uh, proper? Certainly not. But I, mm. I, I have respect for people in uniform. And um, me too. They've I'm not saying that you way don't. If you I don't. Have. It's just it's an acknowledgement that I think is important and and polite to do. So I'll keep doing it. But I get where you're coming from. Radio ruin. This is the last one. Binger, Mister Rittenhouse. Are you familiar with? I don't know this uh, San Sanhedrin Sanhedrin 57A. What made you think lowly cattle like you had the right to defend yourself from an upstanding member of the tribe? Uh-oh. Oh, we're getting spicy Uh-oh. here. Okay. Why don't you do some stream labs while I Google some stuff? So this is uh, what is this? A biblical quote? Biblical oh, it's Genesis. Verse? Yeah. Ah, let me catch up over on not stream labs. Cause we're banned. Never forget. Tippy stream. Uh, and thank you guys on D live over on tippy stream incompetent hand says, uh, you guys are entitled to your opinions on fight club, but come on, Matt, where's the dip where, uh, wait, where's the dip where the guy screams, you're too fucking blonde. Perfect sounder. (laughs) I guess Matt's acting queer. I guess I kind of forgot that part, but I could go back and find it. And Brad Pitt, I, does Brad Pitt say that line or is it someone else? But no, the acting queer. Somebody says it to Jared Leto. Oh, yeah. He would be too blonde. But uh, it was the guy yeah. that they had hazed previously. You're acting queer. Underrated sounder from Brad Pitt. Save that one. It was worth watching the Jesse James movie just to get that. Blonde disagrees, though. Phil says, no. 
Another reminder of the uh, another reminder that over 400,000 American service members died in World War II. <laughs> so that. The attorney general can lecture us about being terrible people. Of course, maybe this is what it will take to wake up the um, <laughs> allies of the attorney general. How about that? <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Phil. Deep cut. Phil says, uh, he also says, is there a point where, um, <laughs> God, Phil. Hmm. Uh, is there, how do you're really trapping me on this one, Phil? Is there a point where you can do it? Legacy Americans quit worshiping jogging enthusiasts and take this that side again or are we doomed to watch our civilization die as it burned to the ground as it is burned to the ground by he references a certain percentage i I have no idea what that might be or what that percentage might represent but thank you phil appreciate Mm -hmm. the support for the Mm -hmm. show as always four doors more whores i have a feeling a lot of people are going to be borrowing that username look at the photograph every (laughs) wait this is nickelback lyrics look at this photograph every time it makes me squint how can you see a gun and why is binger such a fag oh i thought it was gonna (laughs) rhyme (laughs) well if chad kroger would sing that version for us it might sound good i'm not going to make an attempt walsey says i saw the blob photo and i have to say i couldn't see kyle lots of see kyle references at this trial the redneck ram says matt and i once tried to make love but then he lunged at me shouted f you and grabbed my gun which caused me to discharge four shots at him matt never recovered and they tried to binger me for it (laughs) well thank you for uh, a a dramatic retelling (laughs) knuckle hunky buck says gross queef looks like a dead-eyed fish with uh, whenever he speaks and he's trying to analyze the human emotion behind why Kyle was crying. Yeah. Yeah. Phil says, um, Ellie Mistel needs to be. <laughs> Phil says that he doesn't think Ellie Mistel, the, um, the electrocuted Daryl Lamont Jenkins, the guy who mm-hmm. said that the judge is racist because of his ringtone. He says that he's in an inappropriate field of work and, um, he would like him to try a different job. And uh, that's about all I can say on that. Okay. I I will say that Phil emphasized a different field of work in his super chat. Mm. If that clues you in. Anyway, uh, let me refresh. We might have more. We have one Uh, over here. Yeah. Just a, just a a few more on uh, tippy stream here. Hoof hearted says question for, for Matt. Can you please put me in touch with your contact at Phoenix? I'd really like to get my hands on one of those gross queef approved explosive uh, exploding freedom seeds. Well, if you're serious, you, there is a contact page on, on Phoenix's website and I believe that he is responsive or he being uh, Justin, the guy who runs the company, I believe he is responsive through that. However, if, if you're just joking, don't worry about it. But uh, if you need help, send me an email. What he's referencing, did you see the part where Binger was asking Kyle why he didn't use hollow points? Mm, there was a segment so. there. And it's hard to tell what Binger was even getting at. I think he was trying to say Kyle was bad for not using hollow points. Don't hollow points do way more damage? Well, they, they, uh, what he was trying to say is they expand once they tear through flesh. But he said explode. 
and the judge had to correct him and say, don't you mean expand? Because they, they're not they're not an explosive when they land. They're not an explosive on impact. They just mushroom. And the idea that he was getting at is they don't overpenetrate. So I guess I think what he was trying to say is Kyle should have used hollow points so he didn't risk overpenetration and collateral damage on other people. But it's hard to tell what the hell he was even getting at. And Kyle clearly didn't have knowledge of the the differences in those uh, in those bullet types or at least a thorough knowledge so it got very confusing and binger was trying to lecture kyle about bullet types and binger was wrong no no yikes yikes yikes, yeah. yikes. biden's um, election fortifiers says god damn it we want wild card we want wild card we want wild card we want wild card maybe you do i i don't um to be as as uh, forthright about the alleged election fortification for the for the movie review as possible earlier today like I posted on Saturdays and it'll get a trickle of traffic on Saturday and into Sunday. People who look at it early, but as of like a, as of noon today, it had like 250 votes, almost all going to wildcard. And that's very, very odd and atypical. People usually aren't going to the movie review segment until after our yeah. review airs. And then they go vote for the next one to have 250 voting early for wildcard at the expense of, what many want to see, which is Starship Troopers. I'm not saying that you have to watch Starship Starship Troopers. It just it appeared like there were some efforts to drive up the yeah. wild card vote. And indeed, I had as relaxed a security on the, the polls as possible because I I want I didn't want people to get blocked from voting or anything. And but that right. assumes that people aren't going to cheat. And if they start cheating, then I have to make it. A Can little I tougher. vote? Because I have been. Yeah, I don't see any reason why not. Okay. But have you been cheating for wildcard? Oh, no, I, I rarely vote for the wildcard. Mockingbird says, Mayor, uh, I don't, Mayor, would you consider live streaming the trial tomorrow? Uh, I know you'll be tuning in. I'm begging you. Um, no, I, I won't be doing that. But, uh, and there are a, lot, you know, a ton of streams that are crushing it doing it. So I understand the appeal to do it. But in general, um, I just don't, I don't like making live streams, watching other things live. It's, yeah. it's not really my, it's not the content that I like to make. And the thing is, I like to watch that type of event myself and kind of analyze it as I go privately. I don't like to feel like I have to be on and in the moment. I want to think right. about it for a little bit. I want to collect my thoughts. So it's just not for me, but I certainly will be watching. Are you good over there? Yep. Uh, Caleb GS 83 as a contractor, I had to attend uh, an FB orientation and we were told FB, I guess this is Facebook would spend enormous resources to hunt you down and ensure you would never work again a day in your life. If you did a racism, what a bunch of fuckers. <laughs> God. So not only will they fire you, they'll hunt you down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jason Hilliard, no note. And we are good. All right. Well, thank you guys for the support tonight. I really appreciate it. It looks like we're good on D live as well. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us, but uh, we will call it a night and uh, appreciated the company of all of you. Certainly appreciated the company of our friend sticks, Hexenhammer six, six, six as well. Uh, most of you are familiar with him, I'm sure, but if you're not go check out his channel. And if you do, please tell him, that we sent you so long as Susan allows comments. But of course, if she doesn't, he's on all the all tech platforms as well. If you'd like more of the show to listen to say blondes interview with actual justice warrior about the uh, Julius Jones trial, 
Find that on her channel, or the audio is also up on the audio platforms, along with tons of extra content, like replays of the call-in show. You can find that linked in the description and um, over on the website as well. And speaking of, if you're looking for anything show-related, you want to find merch, you want to find the latest episodes, you just want to get in contact, everything's on the website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is The Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Bye, guys. Thank you.